Wondering if I am ready. And we're live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Painkiller Already, episode 217. Uh, we have two sponsors tonight, Crunchyroll and Squarespace. So if you hang out with us, we'll cover that. And then we'll get into uh, a confused-looking Joe Lozon. Absolutely. Yes, Crunchyroll. Just go to Crunchyroll.com. Use, uh, you go... <laughs> Fucked it up. I, you, you kept making fun of me saying I'd fuck it up, and I did. Go to Crunchyroll.com <laughs> forward slash PKA, and you can get a, a, a free. Uh, you can get Crunchyroll. Oh my god. No, so you got to start you get? over. I what do you get? Tell us, Kyle. Let us no, know. No, you can't. Start. You I can grab a Joe, if you don't start strong, do you get to start over? I don't. No. I just get punched in the mouth. I, I Wait, you mean? So the UFC doesn't say you started off weak. Go ahead and restart. There's no timeouts. There's no restarts. There's so what Kyle's asking up, for is, is for entirely it. unreasonable. Then completely unrealistic. If you go to crunchyroll.com/pka, you can get 30 days of the most wonderful anime streaming service on the entire internet. We have enjoyed this service ourselves. It takes only about two minutes to sign up, and it's well worth it. It is. It's freaking uh, awesome. 1080p. Yeah. Our other sponsor tonight is Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com slash PK and you can get their services for free and 10% off of uh, any of your future purchases over there. They, uh, it's the one that, it's a very simple uh, service that helps you build your own Dude, website. Dude, so they did the Jeff Bridges thing, right? And I, I read more about that. Like I caught it. So last week we did the Jeff Bridges thing and we had a good time with it. But it's actually caught my attention. Am I getting his name right? Because... Fucking up yes, names Jeff my Bridges. thing. Okay. Yes, um, <laughs> you're all looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. No, but I learned know. more about it, and it's actually kind of cool. So the, the, the concept behind the whole site was like you can take any weird idea and just run with it and see where it goes, right? Because Squarecrease is pretty cheap. But it, Oh, gosh, I'm going to quiz poor Kyle. We don't know how much it is a month, but it's 10% off. The first month eight I think bucks. is free. Say it again. I think it's 8 bucks. 8 bucks a month, right? But the first month is free, and then after that, if you sign up through our thing, you get a discount. But what they did is they had this idea. Jeff Bridges made this, like, you know, go-to-sleep CD album. And the concept was, like, any wacky idea might go places. And it got huge. They bought a Super Bowl ad. I saw them on Jimmy Kimmel talking about it. They even got Painkiller Already crew to talk about it. It turned into this really big thing. And it's, like, I'll tell you, last week when I saw it, I was kind of goofing on it and lame. This week, I kind of want it. Like, I, I, I listen to it, and I'm like, I want to hear hum again. Like, you know, like, I, 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 I thought it was a neat deal. One, Jeff Bridges had a pretty neat idea with this goofy go-to-sleep album. Two, I thought Squarespace had a really neat idea on their any idea can be a neat idea sort of thought process. Like, you don't know what the next hit is. And I thought that was cool. Anyway, we I interrupted you, We actually played some of that... Uh... We actually played some of that uh, that music for you the other night when you when you drifted off to sleep. Did and you? I, oh god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, we were uh, we we were having like a, a little movie night myself, Chiz, and Woody, and we were watching was it the Equalizer? Mm. Yeah, the Equalizer with Denzel Washington, I, mm -hmm. I think, right? That's right. And uh, and Woody just we just start hearing snoring on the end of the on the other end of the line because Woody's has drifted off to sleep and he is snoring. <laughs> Super fucking loud, and me and Chiz are septum. laughing. 
<laughs> That's what I said. I was talking to Chiz. I was like, that doesn't sound healthy. That's like a deviant. That's not good. That's I might really loud, get a nose job. Angry snores. Yeah. Speaking of deviated septums, we have Joe Lozon as our guest. Welcome, the UFC Joe. fighter. How's it going? Good. So good. So good. So good. So far, so good. That's good. Um, are we done ad reads, or should we... Yeah, we're done. Okay. We're done for now. I got a bunch of questions for Joe. Ton. I have. I have answers, I hope. All right. So these are kind of sequential. I want to talk about the process <laughs> of going into a fight and what it's like to be a UFC fighter. So first off, you train pretty much every day. Like you, you I, I know you train like what, like 350 days a year, something like that. You just make it in. Uh, I don't know how many days, but I'm, I mean, I'm in the gym six days a week. So. Oh, you take a full day off. Yeah, I take a full day off. All right, I, oh, my mistake. So that's already down to 310. But, like, I've been with Joe on vacation and stuff, and, and he'll just, like, find a gym in Chicago and get sweaty. Got to train. Got to train. How is training camp different than all those other days? Like, how does training camp differ from real life? Uh, so real life, normal day-to-day -day stuff is always about just getting better at whatever. So we're working on wrestling or jiu-jitsu, but it's kind of like having fun. It's nothing, like, very specific. It's just, like... Uh, overall growth and getting better. Training camp is the opposite. Training camp is like very specific. We break down a lot of tape to figure out like what we want to do in this particular fight. Um, we um, we have like a very set game plan, regimented training uh, schedule of what we're going to do. So like if I'm going to work on wrestling this day and this day, we're going to work on these things. And then this day we're going to work on this thing. And boxing, we're going to work on these particular uh, specific and particular combinations and so on and so forth. Um, like you really don't get that much better during camp. You get more like finely tuned. Like you get sharper during. How camp. often does the do the things you do in camp actually show up in fight? Like I know with Jamie Varner, you worked on a particular sweep off of like a double leg takedown that yep. that you hit. I think you won the fight with that sweep. Uh, yep. Like a lot of you know, it, I I couldn't come up with like a percentage, but a, a lot of stuff that happens like during training camp is is like it's gonna happen during the fight. Like uh. So I just fought this weekend, and, and I did tons of stuff, particularly in the first round, um, that we worked on during you know during camp, like things that were very specific to that fight. Can you talk about specifics, or you don't want to go there? Uh, yeah. So um, so go 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 back a little bit further, going back to like you know prep for the fight. So we, uh, we watched a lot. Of, I fought a guy, Ali Kinta, kid from New York, and we broke down a lot of tape with him. And Al is like he's kind of got like a, a New York boxing style. Uh, like fighters from like boxers from Brooklyn have like a very particular kind of style to look like they're very heavy on the front foot, a lot of head moving down and moves his head a lot. Very very heavy on that front leg, um, good head movement. Kind of like almost doesn't mind like when you hit him in the head because they're gonna kind of lean into it a little bit. And, uh, a lot of loopy punches, so it could be uppercuts, overhand rights, uh, big hooks. Uh, not very straight with this punch. Usually like a little bit of a loop to it. So for Al, we worked on. Um, Basically negating his overhand right, like he 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 punches to the body, punches the body, punches the body, punches the body, and then comes over the top with his right hand. So, and he kind of throws it uh, a little bit weird, a little bit of a weird angle. So we worked on dealing with that, and just you know we really figured like if we could take away his right hand and not let it land, then we would win the fight. And there was nothing he could do to to, to hurt us. And I did a really good job in the first round. I, I probably stopped like you know 20 or 25 right hands. Did a great job. Was landing, you know, landing at will. Doing a great, great job. 
and then you won the, the first second round. round like, I, so, I, I think I won the first round. Well, I, I haven't seen the decision, but I think I won the first round. I, I tried to look it up, right? So I thought you won the first round, but right, but I'm not the best judge because I'm your friend. But mm -hmm. um, I went to all these online blogs to see what like other people had to say, and you can't find anyone that didn't give you the first round. Yep. So I, I think I, so. I, I went and found uh, statistics on the fight, and. It was something like I landed 20 or 21 significant strikes, and he landed the opposite, like 20 or 21. But but my percentage was like 50%. His percentage was like 20%. So he was more active, mm -hmm. uh, and we both landed around the same shots. But I, I landed much more accurately, um, and he had one takedown. I didn't have any. So it's kind of a, a give and take. But I think I won the first round. And then so <laughs> I guess we'll get back to the fight. But in now, the last week before the fight, that's not yeah. normal training camp, right? That's when you sort of back off, you stop hurting yourself. How's the last week different than the rest of camp? Um, so we, we do our last sparring session usually a week out from the fight. So I've, I was fighting on a Saturday, so the Saturday before was our last sparring session. And at that point, after we get through that last sparring session, I don't get hit at all until the fight. So nothing is really done live. It's, everything's all just like very, very light and regimented and very, very easy cooperative stuff like we're not i'm not fighting anyone like I'm what's not the thought process behind that are you trying to like heal everything that got dented during camp or like what's this uh yeah so a couple things one uh, we always talk about greasing the groove so it's like just like you know going through the same set of motions over and over and over and we're going through motions we want to happen on fight night it's me not getting hit so so that's part of it mm -hmm. um then it's it's just kind of just you know brushing up and just getting a lot of reps in on and kind of visualizing what's going to happen during the fight you know you don't want to be you know, getting hit and, you know, letting your, uh, you know, you don't want to risk getting cut. You don't want to risk getting injured. There's a lot of things that could happen. Uh, you know, fights get canceled all the time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like that's like one of the big things that kind of plagues UFC lately is, is the injury bugs and, and all the people getting hurt and fights not happening and a fight gets announced and then two weeks later someone gets hurt. So we definitely don't want that to happen in fight week. So we, we definitely pull that way back. And just kind of just going through the motion, like just brushing up, like so. Like I'll grapple. Jimmy Quinlan is like my my grappling and wrestling coach, so I'll grapple with Jimmy, but I won't grapple with anyone else. So I'll I'll hit mitts and, and box with Maze, but I won't spar with anyone. I'll, I did a lot of drilling with Joe Pomfret, but it's all like very okay. I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna counter with this. Be very very safe. Gotcha. Um, now the weight cut. Right? <laughs> And I'm sure you've talked about the weight cut a million times, but how do you cut the weight? You'll, you'll go in, you so you need to hit 155, 156 on weigh-in day. About yep. three days before that, you're weighing 168-ish? Yep. So I'm usually, like, so during camp, um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly checking my weight every single day. So that, that's going to kind of dictate how much food I get to eat or what I have to do to kind of just keep my, my weight where I want. I like to be, like, around 170 pounds or so when we go out on fight week. So if I'm 170 pounds on fight week, I'm I'm still eating everything. Uh, I'm not really dieting too strictly. Like I'm definitely I'm not I don't eat crap, but I'm not I don't have to be super strict about what I'm eating. And then a couple of, like maybe like a day before weigh in, so like Thursday night we'll go to the sauna. I'll be like 168, 169 when we start. When do you cut salt? Uh, I cut, so I cut salt like maybe a week, week and a half out, so uh -huh. seven to ten days. Um, and it's not like it's very very difficult to remove all salt from your diet. You just try to stay away from stuff as much as possible. So you stay away from like prepared foods, any kind of soup or mm -hmm. anything that you know, anything good like cheese or stuff like that. <laughs> anything and, uh, good. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, so then like Thursday night we'll go to the sauna. I'll be like 168, 169, and we'll get down to 160. And then I'll go to bed. I'll wake up at like 159, and then we'll go back to the sauna again in the morning for the last 
you know, two, three pounds, whatever it is. Hmm. How rough is that morning? You get like dry mouth and you can't drink anything or? Um, yeah. So the morning is usually not too bad. It's like usually the toughest part is like trying to go to bed like that night. Like, so after we've cut, you know, eight or 10 pounds, trying to go to bed just cause your, your mouth is so dry. Like you're hungry, but that's not a big deal. It's more like the, the, the liquid. Do you get a headache? You know? Um, uh, some people do. Like I've, I've gotten headaches a couple times, but usually not too bad. All right. So now the weight cut's done. What's the back room like? You know, it's fight day. There's, you know, other people probably fighting before you do. They're the, the, you hear the guys. What's it like in the back room? What are you doing back there? How are people uh, feeling? So you're saying uh, fight night or weigh-in day? Fight night. Fight night. Uh, so the, everyone's in different stages. So like the main event was one stage. Uh, the main card people are one stage, and then the prelims are one stage. You mean so, stages in period of time or like location? Uh, period of time. Okay. So like when, when we have to be somewhere. Like they're not going to have – so Anderson Silva and Nick Diaz were the main events this week. Mm-hmm. They fought at uh, – it was, must have been – like nine o'clock Vegas time, mm-hmm. which would have been like midnight East Coast. So, uh, you know, so if it's like, but in Vegas that was like what ten o'clock? Yeah, like nine nine o'clock Vegas time. So, uh, all the prelim guys had to show up at like twelve thirty, one o'clock, one thirty, somewhere in there. Um, so they're not gonna have Anderson and Nick show up, you know, nine hours in advance. Mm-hmm. So all the prelim guys will get there, then all the main car guys will get there. And then the main event guys will get there. So it's it's kind of all staged like that. So not everyone's getting there at the exact same time. So I was on the main card. So I got there at the same time as everyone else except for Nick and, and Anderson. So um, we got there. We got to the – basically there's, there's locker rooms. And, and they check with everyone like the, the week of the fight. You know, like we're, we're, we're already at the venue. We're at the hotel. Are, are you, do you have your own room or are you in there with a handful of other fighters? It, it varies based on the venue. But uh, most of the time you're in there with a handful of other fighters. But – so like this time I was in there with uh, Misha Tate, um, Tyrone Woodley, um, the guy that fought I don't know, it was Watson I think this guy uh, Tom Watson I think. Okay. Uh, so there were like there were like four of us, but there was like two guys that were on like the prelims and then two guys on the main card. So it's kind of staggered a little bit. So Tyrone and I were were one fight apart, so we kind of had to share the mat together. But for the most part, we were pretty much empty. Because all the all the prelim fights had taken place and gone by the time we got there. How long are your hands wrapped before the fight? Like uh, usually a couple hours. Yeah, uh, usually a couple hours. Like maybe like uh, I, I probably finish like maybe an hour and a half before I walk out. All right. So now it's go time, right? Yeah. Then first of all, quick question: Who pumps you up more, Bert or Bruce? Ah, uh, Bert for sure. Bert. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go by that point. Uh, all right. I have a question for the, the time before you actually get in the in the. In, in the cage, um, what, I'm wondering like when do you eat? What do you eat? What do you drink? And when do you drink it? Because like on game oh, day, was, yeah, yeah, on game day, like when it's really like le- like 30 minutes before the fight, 45 minutes, like like that last hour or two right before you're you're gonna fight. Like what are you eating and drinking? Because I was telling Woody, like we were talking, he was like Joe's getting ready to fight right now, and he's like I wonder what he's doing, and I'm like I know what I'd be doing. I'd be trying to get all my pee out. Because I wouldn't yeah. want to go out there, and then and, and you know they're announcing my name and everything, and I'm like, I really gotta piss. Yeah, You're constantly trying to pee. Like I, I must have peed like 15 <laughs> times while I was there before the fight. Um, but everyone's different, so I don't. I'm. I'm. I, everyone will pretty much tell you you should eat whatever you would normally eat. So uh, for fight day, I would I would eat all the stuff I would normally eat if like if I if I didn't have a fight coming up. So I'm not gonna eat crap, but I had like uh, I ordered like rib I had like a cheeseburger. And then I had 
a bunch of fruit in the morning. So I had fruit first thing in the morning, like a banana and some watermelon and mango and stuff like that. And then I had a cheeseburger at like, I don't know, like one o'clock. And then I fought at like six o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So huh. you, you try to enter the fight just like slightly hungry. That's what I, it's not about me, but when I, when I competed, slightly hungry was always my target. Yep. Yep. No, I, I agree. Because if you're, if you have a full belly, you just feel slow and lethargic. You right. just feel crappy. Yeah. Not, you want, you want all that, all the blood going to your muscles to, to perform, not going to your stomach because it's trying to digest food. All right. So now Bert's calling you out there. This is what we do and this is why we do it. We're the best in the world at what we do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you get in there, and um, what's going through your head as the ref goes through final instructions, right? So Bruce has done his thing. Bruce Buffer, this is. You're sitting there. You're, you're eyeballing your opponent, and the ref is like, I talked to you backstage. What are you thinking? Um, I'm wondering if he's going to sucker punch me every single really? time. So right? like, it doesn't matter who it is. Or you're not talking doesn't about matter Al. who it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I, like, so what I always do, like, if you go back and you watch, I always say like, when they're doing like, introductions, like, I'll put up my hand and be like, you know, do you want to touch? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask, you know, and sometimes people will shake off no, sometimes they'll say yeah. But I've seen it happen enough times. It's never happened to me because I've always been really careful about it. But I've seen it happen enough times where guys go to like, they go to touch hands and they bring their hand out like, they get, you know, shoulder height and then someone comes over the top. So I make sure I always, you know, hit, my hand goes way up in the air. So even if they did try and punch me, my, my arm and shoulders protecting my chin. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm ready to go. But, um, it's I'm always worried that someone's gonna get sucker punched, you know. And it's happened so many times where, you know, I've been cornering guys and I tell them like, you know, make sure you, you know, when you touch, make sure you protect yourself. If you're gonna touch, make sure you t- protect yourself. And and it's happened. There was one time one of my guys got sucker punched, awful, <laughs> and I was super pissed. So like, it'll it'll never ever happen to me. If, if are you allowed to do that? Like, if you're coming out for the arms yep. extended, bump. Completely fine. Protect yourself. So as at soon all as times. the reps, as soon as the ref says go. So that whole bump is just like a formality of like we respect each other, we're fighting. You don't, you don't have to do that. Well, that's nope, a dick move to, to just pump, punch <laughs> yeah. someone. Right there. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of a cunt do you have to be? Yeah. <laughs> so I felt really bad. So uh, Conor McGregor is getting tons of attention right now. You know, he fought the UFC in Boston a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Like big, big name. He, he like everyone will know him like really soon. And he's just he's great. Irish guy. Uh, great on the mic, like unbelievable interviews, great fighter, super exciting, really talented. And he fought uh, a Brazilian, and I thought that Connor was like f- fake glove touching and then coming over the top. He fought a German guy. Yeah, uh, Sievert. Yeah, but before that, before that, uh, a couple fights prior, he fought a Brazilian guy. Okay. And, and I, I could have sworn that he sucker punched him. And I, and I, like, I tweeted like right away, I'm like, ah, oh, what a scumbag, what a, what a shithead or something like that. And then... I go back and I watch it after that. People are like, no, but, you know, the other guy waved off the shake off, so it's just kind of the way he comes out. But that's like one of the pet peeve things of me. Like, it, it drives me crazy when, when people suck a punch. Is I that like a douche time. thing? Like, is that known amongst fighters? Like, if you wave off that bump, you're oh, kind yeah, of an asshole. Super like, that's super douchey. Yeah. Really? I was gonna ask that too. So, so but it's not okay. Like, if I say, hey, no, I. I don't like to do the hand touch. I prefer to like bum rush. Kiss. That's but okay I'm too. You that's advance. okay too. But but don't like. It's fine if you, if you ask if someone wants to touch gloves and they say no, that's fine. That's you're not being a douche because you're saying no. But if you say yes and then when they go to touch gloves and you right. try to suck them, watch them, that that's really shitty. I've always wondered that. Like, is no okay? You know, can you oh, yeah, say? Because <laughs> I might no. prefer to like football tackle you as my opening move. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's fine. It's fine if you don't want to touch gloves, but. Don't say you're gonna to touch gloves and then not. You know, it's like it's legal. You're allowed to do it, but you're a piece of shit. Now I got a question. <laughs> I hope I get. Are you scared? 
like I know you're a pro. And what do you have? Like thirty-two fights now, something crazy like that. A lot of fights. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm never scared, but the butterflies are always there. Like every time I fight, I'm always like, "Wow, what the fuck? Why do I do this? How could you not be scared going into a ring with another trained fighter? Like that. (laughs) That seems awful. This seems awful to me. Like just having to go in there and know that the other guy is trained to beat the shit out of you, and that he's been watching you, seeing how you move. (laughs) <laughs> knowing what to do to fuck you up. Well, it's worse now, I, jerk. I, I always... Clearly, just like I never really thought about all that. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to go on. I, I I'm going to be a about... net admin again. <laughs> um, I, I, I always think about how it's like, it's like the worst possible career someone could ever have. Like, when you really think about it. I mean, like, I spent three months... Right around three months of a training camp, like getting ready, like everything, every bit of my energy is put uh, towards beating up this guy and, and, and taking him out of his element and, and, and breaking him down, all this stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I got, I got three months to prepare. Like I should be in good shape. But then you think about the fact that he's doing the exact same thing. Everything that I'm doing, he's doing too. He's lifting, he's running, he's doing rounds, he's he's dieting, he's he's studying tape, he's working with his coaches. Like, you know, it's like one track mind. Like his entire coaches, all of his coaches together. One track mind. Now, is that true if you're fighting Gabe Rubier or whatever his name is? I'm a little less worried about him because <laughs> he's probably not doing anything that he should be doing. But, but I always assume, I always assume worst case scenario. I always assume that they're doing all the stuff we're doing. You know, uh, but he's just as nervous as I am. Like as nervous as I am, I know he's just as nervous. That's got to be the thing that keeps you going, knowing that like just as much as you're anxious about what they may or may not be doing in the gym, they're just as anxious thinking, like, what the fuck is Joe doing? What's he <laughs> training for? What's he learning? There's a, really good, there's a really good story that uh, my boxing coach, Steve Mays, always talks about, and it's, uh, it's like a custom motto story. You know, he's just passing it on. But uh, basically it's about this kid that's supposed to fight someone after school, and the, skid, the kid is scared to death. He's a little scrawny kid. The kid's uh, like a little bit bigger, and the little scrawny kid is just scared to death, doesn't want to show up, doesn't want to go. Uh, you know, he's, he's scared that he's going to meet this kid after school. He's going to get beat up and he's up all night. Can't, can't even sleep wake. You know, he's up in the morning. He's just, he's just all nervous and you know, all day he's just tortured going through school knowing he's going to go and have to meet this other kid after school. And then, you know, he goes to show up and uh, he shows up and he's basically like, I'm going to get my ass kicked. He's like, I'm going to show up, but I know I'm going to get my ass kicked and kid shows up and the other kid no showed. You know, and it's all about just how, like, you know, like he he was so convinced he was gonna lose and he was gonna get beat up, and he was so nervous and he was letting the butterflies get to him so bad. But the other kid was going through all the same stuff. He was going through all the same stuff, and and the other kid, you know, kind of pussied out and didn't show up, and you know, just kind of uh, inter- interesting when you think about it that way. And, and that's yeah. how every fight is. So every single fight is. Yeah, yeah. and that's to the- an extent, it's almost more pressure if you're the favorite. Because it's like, you don't have anything to gain. If you win the fight, then of course you were supposed yeah. to win. But if you lose, you look enough. like an asshole. And sometimes winning's not enough because you, you can't just win. You can't squeak by if you're supposed to win. You're supposed to go out there and dominate and, you know, it's tough. Does the, does the thought of being punched in the face, like, intimidate you, right? Like, because... No. Not, not look really. at those I, ears. I, I, of course not. <laughs> you know, right? You can't see his ears. Uh, I spend I spend three months getting ready. You know, like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteeing in training camp I'm going to get hit in the face a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be sparring with the best guys in my gym, uh, be doing you know a lot of rounds every single day, uh, every single week, and you know it's it's I'm gonna get hit a lot for 15 minutes. You know what I mean I I did the math one time and it was it was something crazy. I'm gonna try and do it real quick. <laughs> I've had this thing. 
we tap? I had 18 fights. It's far, yeah. Uh, it is just UFC fights you're talking about? Yep. So 18 fights, spar for eight weeks, um, two times a week, and we'll say 16 minutes because we do 14. Uh, we do four fours for rounds. I have sparred 4,600 minutes uh, in, in my 18 fights. If I did 4,600 divided by 15, I fought 300 fights getting ready for 18 of them. Like if you, if you count rounds in the gym. <laughs> You know what it I mean? Like, it is an not, awful job. It's it's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. It's like the worst thing and the best thing ever. Like I, I love doing it, but on fight day, it's the worst job ever. <sighs> All right. Um. So my last question in the series, anyway. What's your thought process during the fight? Right. Like, so you're actually in the ring. Are you just? Is it? It's just in my head. It's a chess thing. Like, all right, you know, he's he's kicking my left thigh, so I need to either adjust my stance or be aware of that. Or like, what's what's running through your head during a fight? Um, there's a lot of little things going on at once. Um, so one of the things that, that someone told me like years and years ago that would kind of made sense to me is like, you know, like when your computer starts, it goes through like a whole boot process. Mm -hmm. It's chess. Okay, do I have RAM? Do I have a CPU? Do I have a hard drive? Do I have all this other stuff? And you're kind of going through all that stuff. Uh, while you're fighting, so it's, you know, it's is my are my hands up, you know, how's my stance, um, where's my weight, um, you know, what is he trying to throw counter with, and what is he trying to punch me with, and what is he trying to attack, and what is he trying to do at this moment? Is he trying to knock me out? Is he trying to take me down? Is he trying to kick me in the legs? Is he trying to confuse me? Like, what is he trying to do? And as you get better, you just run through that. That, that checklist faster and faster and faster. You become more efficient at it. So for me, it's always, you know, making sure my hand, like for this fight, it was make sure my left hand is up so I don't get hit with the overhand right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, and then at that point, it's like, okay, now he's going to try and hit me. I'm going to block. I'm going to counter. I'm going to hit him back. And just kind of go through. Have you rewatched the fight much? Uh, I watched it once. Uh, I'll, I'll probably in like a week or two, I'll go and I'll watch it a shit ton. But. Did you catch where the where the mistake was made? Like what? what like cause you won the first round. Um, but then... Yeah, so I I knew exactly what happened. So everything we we worked on was uh you know Al throws uh like an overhand right. So that's what we we're really worried about. Mm -hmm. So um so rather than keep my hand like right in front, I wanted it up a little bit high because mm -hmm. it's gonna kind of loop and be up kind of high on my head whatever. And um we really wanted to make sure we didn't get hit with that. So I kind of I didn't. Not, I don't want to say it's cheating, but I kind of kept my hands a little bit higher, a little more outside to kind of deal with the loop and punch. And he came right through the right down the middle with a right hand, and it didn't hit me super hard, but it definitely wobbled me. And I, and I knew when he hit me, I I knew it wobbled me. And when you watch it on tape, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's the biggest shot, but you can definitely tell that, like my balance is bad, and and I just and at that point I just couldn't recover. You know, like he hit me with one decent shot, and that that was all it took. He just he did a great job. Like he kept just enough pressure um, to keep me, you know keep me on the decline where it kept getting worse and worse and worse, but he wasn't reckless. Like He was just very calculated. He did a really good job. When you're in the moment getting punched like that, do you have an accurate perspective as to how strong the punch was? So, like, if you get hit, is there just so much adrenaline that sometimes you feel like you can just keep going even when it clearly staggered you, or do you um, hear how it's coming? It, it, it depends. I mean, it kind of depends on how hard you get hit. Like, it, it, like you know, like Al hit me a couple times where it kind of, like, annoyed me a little bit in, like, the first round. But, like, I wasn't hurt, you know. And, but I hit him with a couple big shots that I thought I hurt him for sure. He didn't, you know, he had a good poker face or, or he has a really good chin or something. But um, but it, it kind of depends. Like, when you hit with a really good shot, you don't really understand what's going on. It just gets really confusing. Mm -hmm. 
Hypothetically, if I was in your corner, which is a horrible idea, keep qualified people in your corner. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have thrown the towel probably, you know, five, ten seconds before the ref stopped it. It's it's tough because like so I stopped I I, I stopped the fight on one of my fighters a couple weeks ago. It was the first time I ever stopped a fight like that in between rounds. Mm -hmm. And um it's it's like a really, really tough thing. Like even in my fight, like I definitely got rocked. I got wobbled. Like I don't think I was eating huge shots, but I got hit with one or two shots where I kind of like lost my balance a little bit, and I did a pretty good job. Like if you go back and rewatch it all, I, I got hit with a couple good shots, but not that many. Like maybe like three good shots. Um, there was a, I, it, the what I'm going to call the decline, which is maybe yep. the last 25 seconds of the fight. Yep. Like 12 seconds into it, I was like, I, I don't see a path to victory from here. Yep. Let's just. But, you know what? Like towards the end, though, like I, 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 got my balance for like half a second, and I crushed him with a right hand. I hit him with a. Go, if you go back and watch, I hit him with an awesome right hand, and like froze him in his tracks. Hmm. And if if I if it had hit him a little bit better, if it had stunned him a little bit better, I think I would have one hundred percent recovered. You just but, Scott Smithed him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I just, but it didn't. You know, he just he kept he kept the pressure coming. And at that point, like, I just, I couldn't get my feet under me. Like, I was, like, I was falling over the place because, like, I just, I could not get my feet under me. I could not catch my balance. And I remembered everything that was going on. I knew I couldn't catch my balance. I knew that, you know, he was coming hard and, you know, I needed to get my feet under me and I just, I couldn't. I, I wish I had, uh, there was one point where he, uh, we were on the ground and he stood right back up. And I wish I had stayed down a few extra seconds. If I think if I had stayed down a few seconds and waited for the ref to tell me to get up, then mm. I would have probably recovered but i didn't i, I just I, I popped right back up to my feet i, I should have taken a few seconds when the ref broke it up i, I want to say you gave him like a tap like a type of thing yep and there was this it like i read it as an i'm glad you're here kind of moment um it wasn't like an i'm glad you're here like he was saving me but it was mm -hmm. a good stoppage like i it was a good stoppage i knew that i couldn't get my feet under me and you know like i was you know i i, I think i said to him like good stoppage i think is exactly what i said you know but I was like, obviously didn't want the fight to get stopped, but at the same time, I knew that I couldn't, I knew that I wasn't going to recover. Like you said that uh, there's not a clear path to victory. There's not a, a way to win. So at that point, it's like, there's no sense in, you know, taking a ton of abuse and getting hit in the head a ton. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a touch late, but I might be soft hearted in that regard. A lot of people, I heard it from a lot of people saying they thought it was a little bit late, but um, if you go back and, and watch like the whole flurry, like I did, I did kind of recover a little bit because I did throw a really good right hand. And it could have been like it could have, like you said you said Scott Smith before it could have been just like that I could have hit him with that right hand I could have knocked him out and, mm -hmm. you know and then which would know, have been would awesome be yeah it would have been great <laughs> that would have been in the it UFC did, replay at the start of every fight for every fight forever but yeah. it did that uh, all right so that's the end of my sort of you know leading up to the fight I got other MMA questions or unless you guys want to sit here and talk about I uh, I definitely have one MMA question so. Joe, when you were talking about how you show up, how the mainliners show up before yep. the, you know, is there like a different level of respect between, like if you meet the number one heavyweight or a really dominant heavyweight, is there like a different level of respect for that person amongst all the fighters than there is between a really dominant featherweight? Uh, not really. Like not really. I, I think that everyone likes the... Everyone likes like the heavyweight guys, like the the light heavyweight guys, like the the, the, the bigger fighters for sure. Um, I have, you know, I mean, I personally have tons of respect for all the all the different champs in the lower weight classes, but this probably is a little bit more prestige to the bigger guys because, and I don't think it's like, oh, you're heavyweight and you're a flyweight. Yeah. You know, I don't give a shit. But it's more just about the fact, like overall, pound for pound, the heavyweight is generally going to beat the flyweight. 
You know what I mean? It's like, well, you could be the the, the most badass hundred thirty five pound fighter in the world, but that motherfucker over there, that heavyweight champ, is the baddest guy in the freaking building. So there's another part of it, at least at this moment, anyway. A lot of the bigger fighters, like like at 205, you got John Jones. At 185, you have Chris Weidman. At 170, you have uh, Tommy Lawler and before that Hendricks. They're all good English speakers, and that makes them a little more interesting, a little more exciting. In that, like you know, a, a, a big part of the fan base can can understand what they're saying and sort of follow up. When a guy only speaks Portuguese, or when that's really the only other example, but when a guy doesn't speak English, it, it's just less interesting to me. You know, the, there's, there's no connection there. There's really no connection. Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough. Like, even like uh, a guy like Anderson Silva, who he mm-hmm. speaks a little bit of English, but his English isn't great. Like, you're not gonna have That's the normal. same kind of connection as a guy with, like, <laughs> say, like Conor McGregor, who is, mm. you know, uh, you know, absolutely is unbelievable on the mic. Like, it, every single time he, he, you know, he's doing an interview or something, you want to watch. You want to hear know, what he's gonna say. He's great on the mic. But it doesn't stop there, right? Like if you follow his Twitter account, he's driving out to some stadium saying, "Someday I'm gonna fight here." He's, you know, like his Instagram is hot. He's like he's yep. he's constantly like sort of promoting himself and connecting with people. It's not just that he interviews well; it's that no. it, you know he for him fighting's half the job, and the other half yep. is is promoting. He's awesome and, at it. Yeah, and and he has a gift for it. Uh, dude, Peds. Who, who are you talking to, Joe? You, you, you sexting somebody? No, no, no. <laughs> Perform- so, Peds, performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, Silva got busted yep. for performance-enhancing drugs. I, I, all right. I, I, Joe can say he's clean, and he is. But I'll go further, right? Like I, I have been in, at Joe during a training camp. I've slept at his house for weeks. Um, I've, I've been with it. Not only does Joe not take performance-enhancing drugs, he doesn't take Motrin for a headache. <laughs> you know? Do you drink coffee? I, I want to say that's uh, cool. I don't drink coffee, but I just don't like the taste of coffee. And like, I'll occasionally, like, if I have like a pounding headache, then I'll, I'll take like ibuprofen or something occasionally here and there, but it has to be pretty bad for me to take stuff. Like I had ACL surgery, and I think I took like pain meds for like, for like less than 24 hours after surgery, and then I was, I was off everything. I just Alcohol? Don't, never drank, ever. Yeah, uh, I think we need to focus on that for a moment. You've never had an alcoholic beverage. No, when I was so That's when I was crazy. when I was eighteen, I was at a, I was in a strip club in New Jersey, and some girl got me to go in the back room, and I had a sip of some kind of blue drink, but it, like there was zero alcohol in it. But that's the, that's the most I've ever had. And also, we had that cheese dip that time. Did that have alcohol in it? Yeah, she poured a beer in it and ruined it. Yeah. Uh, no, dude, count. if it's a fondue, the beer can make it good sometimes. That doesn't count. Like, I've had, like, um, uh, like Jack Daniels uh, steak tips, and I think yeah. that there's, technically there's alcohol in there, but that doesn't count. Yeah, so the yeah, most alcohol you've had in your life is, like, a fucking Applebee's entree with Jack pretty Daniels. Much, in pretty it. much. Pretty I'm much. pretty sure that fondue was the highest, was the most, because he had some of that cheese. He might have gotten a little tipsy off that. Well, that was yeah, yeah. Next, yeah, yeah, we went to the Melting Pot Yeah, that was the first dinner. Yeah, yeah that was the we had two dinners that night. Yeah, we did it right. <laughs> first dinner, second dinner. <laughs> Get on my Who level, dinners? hobbits. Um, but did, so you I wonder... I've had a hard time phrasing this question without accusing the specific people you fought of, of taking peds. But, like, I wonder how the UFC landscape would differ 
if there were no performance enhancing drugs at all, right? Like, you know, there was a time, I don't know if you were technically top five or whatever, but like, like, you know, leading into after you had beaten Melvin, right? And you were going into Pettis, uh, whoever won that fight was getting a title shot. Um, if there was an injury in the, uh, the Edgar Henderson fight, one of you guys would have got a title shot right there. Um, if there were no peds in the UFC, I wonder how things would be different. Be it's easier for to, you? It's a very gray area on what's considered a performance-enhancing drug. Like, so there's obviously there's a list of stuff that's not approved that you cannot take. It's very specific. But then what? What? What about it comes down to like you know having protein and protein shakes and and all that kind of stuff. And versus oh well that guy is cheating because he eats good and I eat like shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, it becomes, like, a very, very slippery slope on, like, what's allowed and what's not allowed. Um, there's, I don't see that. Well, so, like, for, for an example, um, there's all kinds of drugs that are not allowed, right? Because, mm-hmm. okay, it's like this specific drug is not allowed. Well, they can they can alter it just a tiny little bit, and now it's no longer an, an unallowed drug. It's now it's not banned yet. Like, you just, it's just they always talk about, like, staying ahead of the curve. Mm. So, so there's definitely guys that will do that. Yeah, but I don't know. I just it definitely, I look back it, it definitely at, at is a mess. That, that I don't know who, but some of your fights surely would have been a little easier if there were no peds in the world, because you're not on them. And I, I mean, you've had what 15, 18 UFC fights? Eighteen now. Eighteen. Yeah. Somebody was. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it's all. It's all kind of murky, and, 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 and here's here's the real issue, and this is like why things have kind of been gone awry a little bit. So uh, there's all kinds of crap about how so Anderson tested positive and Nick tested positive, right? And mm-hmm. part of that all comes down to the fact that uh, so an athletic commission. Can, what can do you I interrupt? Think? Nick what? tested yeah. positive for pot, which right. isn't this. I, I just didn't want it to get mixed up. Yeah, right. But yeah. but but just any kind of banned substance, drug, whatever. So. Um, so, uh, so I, I just fought in Vegas, right? So mm-hmm. I got licensed like a week or two before the fight, right? Just because by the time you get all your, you have to have all your medicals done before you start the licensing process. They want you to have the medicals within X number of days before the fight. So a lot of times you don't, the, the licensing doesn't happen until right before the fight happens. So let's say I'm going to fight in Vegas. So I got my license a week and a half ago. Well, if the, you, if the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, Vegas, if they want to drug test me, then they have zero authority to drug test me until I become licensed. So, um, if if the UFC, if the if the Nevada Commission wanted to drug test one of you guys, you would tell them to go fuck themselves. Like I, I am not licensed by you. You have no power over me. I'm, you have no right at all to ask me uh, mm-hmm. for a drug test. I'm right? just a dude. So, right, you're just some random dude, right? Which which I am too until I become licensed by them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so they have no authority. So what happens is guys don't get licensed until shortly before the fight, and then the window that they have to drug test you is very, very small for random testing. So it's okay. I'm gonna get licensed a week and a half before the fight. So that it, uh, you know, as long as I can pass a test by the time I start the process and I start becoming licensed, they can only drug test me, you know, for a week and a half up until the fight, and then I'm good. But you know, the UFC could drug test you like they do any employee, like. Employers um, so drug the, test their staff the all the time. Doesn't, the UFC can't. They, they don't really want to be in that position where they're responsible for that, because if they start drug testing someone and someone gets caught or there's some kind of snafu, like there's a, they're, they're catching a lot of shit right now because Anderson supposedly tested uh, 
dirty back in like uh, I don't know if it was early January or, or mid December or something, but a couple weeks before the fight, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the results didn't come out until after the fight. So there's all kinds of like all kinds of uh, perceived sketchiness to it all. Yeah, yeah, because because it looks like they knew they were both dirty and they decided to let them fight so they could make a buck and then tell yep. everyone they were dirty after the fight. And, and that's how it looks now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nevada Commission just came out and said that's not how 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 it works. So you know, like all all the testing is done anonymously. Like you know, like Anderson's urine sample or whatever it was that they sent was assigned a number. Whoever was testing it had no idea that there was any kind of deadline or what was going on. They just get sample 872, mm-hmm. and 872 tested positive for this particular drug. Did you see Bigfoot come out? Uh, no. Um, so Bigfoot Silva, for people who don't follow the UFC, they're not related. They just have the same last name. Um, came out and he was like, man, that damn doctor gave him testosterone and, and you know, it's not Silva's fault at all. He had no idea. The same thing happened to me. I got busted <laughs> for pissing yeah. hot and, and we share the same <laughs> doctor and don't you know, and I'm like, fuck, have I been ripped off my whole life? My doctor's never prescribing me any performance enhancing <laughs> drugs. Like, how come I'm not swole? Never once has my doctor taken an interest in my testosterone level. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've had plenty of cases of strep throat, and I never come out of it with, like, testosterone therapy. I, I, if I were a doctor, I would. I think, see, here's the thing. I would think that's a competitive industry, and if I were a doctor, I'd be like, hey, come here, come here. You know how most doctors get kind of, you know, they don't even want to give you one of those shots like in the old days? I'll give you five shots. This one will make you healthy. This one will make you strong. This one will make your dick hard. Like, 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 I would shoot them whatever they wanted. I'd just give it to them. I would want my dude. Wouldn't you feel like a total bitch if you were just in your doctor's office getting a checkup and he's like, "Hmm, well, it appears you're very feminine." Okay. <laughs> uh, <and> like, <laughs> oh, it appears that your male male hormone levels are so low as to be in- irrelevant. <laughs> Let's give you something like if they feel can like a visu- real asshole. If, if if upon like a visual inspection, if they can give you an ocular pat down, if you will, and and. <laughs> Tell that your testosterone levels are a little off and there's something wrong. I'll give you a perfect example. I was at Walmart the other day and I saw a grandmother whose testosterone levels were much higher than mine will ever be. That mustache <laughs> and beard combo she had, it was a goatee. She had so much hair coming from her from like her neck. It was long. It was two and a half, three inches long. It was white. It was the I, I was disgusted. I literally retched a little. I went, oh, oh. <laughs> Like, like it was gross. Cause, and she also had this big mole here that had like four hairs coming out of it in different directions. Mm. Walmart is amazing. I, were they I, all, I all very, very dark hairs? They were all very yeah. dark coming out of the mole, they're, right? No, they're white. They're like pale. They were white. <laughs> white. white hairs white. coming out of the mole? Yes, white mole hairs. I guess yeah. if you get old enough. Yeah. I saw I saw a group of four people today who who looked very inbred and um, I don't know it looked like a it looked like in a, Georgia no, yeah yeah it looked like they <laughs> could have uh, it looked like they might have stumbled out of a carnival freak show maybe and they were all pushing a cart full of old Milwaukee right there in Carneyville that you would have guessed. <laughs> so they had some old Milwaukee ice. And, and cheese. They had old Milwaukee and cheese. A whole shopping cart full of it. The one in the back had long black stringy hair down to his down to his shoulders, and he was hunched really far over with a long bony neck. The one uh, pushing the cart 
he had some sort of a uh, uh, I don't know there was some, some sort of a disorder I would say his his chin to like skull ratio was all off it just it didn't match up there was something wrong with him and and he wasn't paying attention to anything Jesus what kind of hyperbolic maniacs do you have shopping at your Walmart there was this fat woman in front whose gut was protruding over her like sweatpants and her like muumu type shirt so that you could see the sweat the uh, stretch marks and she kind of had like a, a really significant like overbite her like with her like bottom lip really sticking out far and she too had a bit of a mustache it, every time I go to Walmart you see some real freaks and and just weird motherfuckers I, I used to take I used to play this game with a girlfriend I had we would go to Walmart with our cameras because like cell phone cameras were new at the time and we would snap pictures of the weirdest people we could find at Walmart long before there was a people of walmart.com Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Not a hard people challenge. Those people are. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Peopleofwalmart.com is. I didn't know that. That's it's awesome. one of my favorite little stops on the internet. Dude, one time we went to Walmart, and there was a woman there. It was outside Chicago. She had a hairdo that looked exactly like the Swift Key logo. Mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah. I. No, that, that is, it, it was it's kind it, of it was a short black story. Lady. <laughs> it was this black lady. She was uh, she she. I don't know. Her hair was 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 like swirled and and, and several blue different colors. And purple and it looked just like yeah. the Swift Key logo. It, it, it was hard enough that it might have been somewhat protective, like in, in the case of head injury or like falling objects. And it was uh, people. It seemed like if she like if she like rushed you with that head on, I felt like she could do some damage with it. It was pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe, did you buy trip. a new car? And if you didn't, did I talk you out of it? You did talk me out of it. I did? It was me? Yeah. Yep. 100%. Uh, I'm proud of me. <laughs> uh, so so Joe... I, I decided, so I have, an, I have a 2002 Ford Explorer, which was, mm -hmm. like, it was like the car I had when I was in college. And then I have a 2010 Maxima. And my Maxima I just paid off. So I was thinking about getting rid of it, and I think I'm going to get a Jeep Grand Cherokee, I think. Mm -hmm. And I basically decided that I'm going to wait until the, the Explorer dies, and then I will get the, the, the Grand Cherokee. But I'll wait until the Explorer dies. Okay. It's going to be a while. I almost never drive it. Hmm. Just basically, no. Yeah, I gave him the You whole... should get that, man. A friend of mine has one of the new Grand Cherokees, and those are fucking nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I feel, I feel I definitely feel way safer, especially with Joey in the car, uh, driving with my, my Explorer, which is, like I said, 2002. I suppose to my 2010 Maxima just because it's bigger and higher. And way you know more. what's really awesome? A complete lack of car payments is really awesome. It is pretty awesome too. Oh, I bet it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, Woody, how long how long ago did you pay off your truck? How many years has it been? Uh, 2004, <laughs> I think. I paid off my truck. You paid it off. No, I said it wrong. 2000. No, no, I'm right. 2004. 2004, I paid off my truck. That'd be awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Ten I, years, no car payment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Jackie's too. We bought. I had net, We had. Um, I had enough money in stock options, so we just sold some stock options. And Jackie's car, we just paid with a check. Sweet. So there's I, something about being really wealthy and just loving an old shitty car that's even cooler than being wealthy and owning a dope car. You know, like when you hear about Warren Buffett driving that old Lincoln, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, man, <laughs> enjoy that 1959 Lincoln town car, like that. You know what I mean? Like, isn't it kind of cooler when you see the super rich people who just are like, no, I like this, and I'm going to keep driving it. Fuck you. I'm rich enough that I can just throw up the yeah. birds and do what I want. He has nothing to prove, you know? It, you just 
this is the I like this more. You know, yeah. Knock yourself out, Buffett. It's awesome. So yeah. Anyway, I was wondering how that worked out. I hadn't I hadn't circled back yeah, to ask I, if you I, could... I held off. I held off. You held off, yeah. For now, for now. <sighs> On the other hand, T Mark bought a new car. Did you guys see it? No, yeah. what did he buy? I watched part of that video today, actually. That is so cool. It's so cool to see someone like T-Mart succeed like that. He's such a good guy. I'm glad T to see it. Yeah. So um, uh, T-Mart has, in a, in a lighter way, become like the new Woody, where people fuss at him for no reason whatsoever. He's done nothing but try to like make his subscribers happy and entertained. And, and sometimes they, they give him a hard time. But uh, he's been successful, and he hasn't blown his money on you know women and wine. And he bought himself a 2015 Nissan GTR Premium. I hope I have that perfect. Um, it's a it's a nice car. It's beautiful. Just a, what are you looking at, Joe? You look uh, focused. I'm, look, I'm looking at I'm looking at his Instagram. I'm looking at the photos. Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah. So. Is does T Mart really get hate? Yeah. How could you dislike T Mart? Exactly. God. Yeah. No. If you go to any of his comments, they're all like. Some people fuss at him, and then other people are fussing at the fact that he got fussed at. And, you know, then there's some who just talk about the video like they're supposed to. I feel like his, his demographic is probably a lot of teenage kids, though. It's just like the, the cool thing is to hate on people. So. Yeah. Yeah, this podcast I mean, demographic the, the, is different. Yeah, the, the whole thing. Mature. Like, no, everyone. You, you guys. I mean, you guys get a lot more hate than, than normal. I'm awesome at getting hate. I don't mean to brag, but I'm fucking incredible at it. <laughs> I just I just block people like I, I don't I don't I don't like I had tons of people sending like Twitter stuff like after the fight like oh you suck you got you got beat up it's like block like I don't even it's like therapeutic I, Dude, I kinda like it. I've had Minecraft players reach out to me so that I will give you advice on how to fight better yeah <laughs> no yeah. no this isn't yeah, clearly no yeah <laughs> see no. if I was Joe the only way I would respond to haters would be like that's a great point. I'd love to talk in person. Yeah, that I would mean, be the, all that I would the say. The little bit, the little bit that it bothers me when someone sends me a nasty message is completely negated and overcome by like the, the little bit of joy I get from blocking them. Like, well, blocked, blocked, blocked. It's it's easy. It bothers you more when it comes from the inside, though. Like, um, yeah, for sure. It was a it was a couple. You haven't you hadn't lost part of this one in a couple of fights, but there was one a while back, and you were telling me someone you knew teaching you how to fight or something and you're like fuck that guy no so is so chris Pogwest is like one of my best friends he's like gonna be the best man my wife that's definitely not the guy i'm talking about no so it's his twin brother jay who was basically like it was after one of my fights like joe you need to realize you're not a you know you don't have a very good stand-up and you need to get the fight to the ground sooner and blah, blah, blah. And he's just talking out of his ass and, and he used to train with me like years before like he pretty much like he was like one of my my first really good training partners. I got into fighting because I was helping Jay get ready for fights, and then because I was helping him get ready, I decided I wanted to fight. And that was kind of how it got that got the ball rolling. But fucker hasn't trained with us in like ten years now, and now he's trying to tell me what I should be doing. And like motherfucker, this is what I do full time. You don't know more than me. Shut the fuck up. And um, and I'm, I'm you know so I blocked him. Like he's like cut out of my life. Like I want nothing to do with the kid. I was gonna mm -hmm. ask what the current status is because that was yeah. a while back. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not angry at him like I was before. I just, I blocked him. I blocked him on my phone. I blocked him on Twitter and whatever Facebook and everything else. And fuck him. There it is. Yeah, but that's like so, the perfect combo of how to get to someone. Like he has an opinion that you send me respect. You know the guy, etc. You know he's not just, uh, you know, a, a random guy on Twitter. 
Yeah, and I and I was pissed because like he he tagged he, like he did like a Facebook status update and like he tagged it and it was like it was like just really condescending. It was like, well, well, Joe Lozon's like one of my best friends, but he has to. It's almost like he was doing it so his friends knew that like, uh, you know, he and I were friends or something like that. Like it's like, dude, fuck you. Just, <laughs> I'm done with him. So I have a few different avenues we go down. So I've got a few stories. I've got uh, I've got one about some drunken Florida hunters. I've got uh, I got one about a man who uh, had sex with a dolphin. I've got the other story about the that Jordanian pilot who uh, was burned alive by ISIS. Ooh, I want to do that one. Let's do the Jordanian and, pilot, but I, but I will say this real quick. T-Mart, congratulations on your car. I hope you love it. And just so I've got them all out there, I also found a website that has uh, these little trivia things with different categories and uh, difficulties, so we can do trivia. So that sounds cool too. Where's uh, the, where the fuck is Taylor? I think where did he go? His, I think his internet connection <laughs> dropped off. He didn't say goodbye or anything like that. Mm, oh, you know what we should do while he's gone? What? Ad read. Ad read. Okay. Let me, uh, let me Let's get Joe to do the ad read. Oh god! You don't want me to do your ad read. You know I really do. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Crunchyroll.com uh, first. So, so we've used Crunchyroll before. Um, and uh, first and foremost, if you want to get yourself a free month of this service, it's the best anime service on the internet. Go to Crunchyroll.com/pka and uh, sign up for free. When are we gonna do the next anime stream? We gotta nail a date down and then do it. I think oh, Joe nice. should read that. Uh, premium subscribers can stream 240p. That's not what it says. Showing <laughs> Chinese and Shupuden Narata fiery. It says that premium shows. subscribers can stream all shows in beautiful <laughs> HD quality 1080p. Shows currently airing in Japan such as Naruto Shippuden, The Fairy Tale are available to stream uh, for premium crunch, Crunchyroll subscribers within within an hour of them premiering in Japan. With Crunchyroll uh, Premium, you can watch anime anytime, anywhere on all of your devices, desktop, iPhone, Android, tablet, or your TV through Xbox, PlayStation, Roku, Apple TV, and now on Wii U. Thanks for nothing, Joe. <laughs> 240p. I was off. <laughs> Joe is going to bring a great shame to us. <laughs> uh... But seriously, though, when are we going to do the stream? Need to do the stream. I want to do the stream. I, I'll be honest, I kind of cheated, and I watched two episodes ahead. I'm happy to go back and watch them. But it gets good, and they start doing shit. I'm thinking Sunday. You know why? Because there's no housing construction on Sunday, and I don't come home dead tired. What, what, so, what, is, the, what is the housing update? Because I haven't been keeping up at all. So today was a light day. I think we fired two people. <laughs> you better get their shit done next time. Who, who uh, did you fire and why'd you fire them? Uh, I, they were uh, carpenters. And yep. um, like it wasn't really me who made the call on this particular one. We have a, uh, we have a carpenter on site. His name is Danny and he's very good. So Danny's kind of been supervising the other ones. And uh, like I was there. When he was holding, like, he had what looked like a drill and a drill bit. And he's like, these don't fit. 
And in my head, I'm like, right, it doesn't fucking fit because that's a fucking impact wrench, you imbecile. I know it looks kind of like a drill, but there's all kinds of shit that looks like a drill and isn't a drill. I could give you a hair dryer. I got a drill-shaped flashlight. I got a pistol. They're all kind of drill-shaped. That doesn't mean you're supposed to make holes with them. Go fix a lawnmower with that impact wrench of yours or drive a screw or a lag bolt, but don't drill a hole because that ain't a drill. But he's telling the, the, the general contractor, like, oh, you got to get me a new drill bit because this one doesn't fit in my impact wrench. No shit. So anyway, these guys were less than experts. And um, Why are you doing carpet? I would think you'd be balling and going hardwood floor and everything. I said carpentry. Oh, yeah, I thought you yeah. said carpet. Yeah, okay. no, no. So actually, that's what they were doing. We There was a little part of the house that had, like, brick floor in a room, yep. and it wasn't balling. So um, we're, we're having the floor, like, raised by... I don't know, an inch. And then it's going to, the hardwood floor will feather into the rest of the hardwood floor. But uh, that raising it by an inch is a carpentry task. They have to like, you. you know, build subfloor and drill it into yep. the thing and insulate it and stuff. And, um, some floor yeah. goes down fast. Like I, I put it on some flooring in my basement when we finished it off. And I, I was amazed at how fast it went down. These guys took days. Now their task really? was a little trickier because they had to like level it and you know with the laser levels and yep. and and to build a floor up. See, subfloor goes down quick, but they were building essentially the, um, I guess the floor joists you'd call them. Okay. And uh, and those had to be like carefully trimmed and such so that it would be floor would be flat and not squeaky and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm just imagining that every time a new subcontractor shows up, you like go out there, show up, you know, meet them at the truck, and just be like. Do you have a chalk line? <laughs> and, and then it's gonna be like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I just want to know. Do you possess a chalk line? It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't even matter if you got it with you right now, because you know we're we're not even doing that today. But you know what one is. You own one, right? There was okay, an electrician. You can, come. you can come. Yeah. There was an electrician. She was she was putting uh, recessed lights in the ceiling, and she's like, I wish there was some tool that would like you know draw a straight line. It's like, yeah, it's a chocolate motherfucker. <laughs> or one of those laser things. Like, you know, one of those laser levels that you can you know, suction cup on and, you know, you it's got degree markings and stuff. There's tons of tools that do that. A professional fucking electrician yeah. should be aware of all of them. Okay, the electrician. Here's the thing that they did. They, um, I'm, I have two houses and we're connecting them with Ethernet cable, mm. right? So I have this, like, Cat6 direct burial Ethernet cable. All you got to do is dig a trench, lay it in it. Well, I pointed out to them, like, look, there's floodlights in the, like, front garden that shine on the house. So when you, uh, when you trench, like, be aware of that. And they're like, oh, okay. They're trenching, and then they, they hit the wire, and then they just, like, stopped and didn't tell anyone. And, <laughs> like, started burying it again. And it, it, it's like a three-year-old that knocked over a, a, a vase off the shelf. You know, they're just they like, They cut oh. a power cord to his lights. It, it was like, wasn't me. Like bare copper, and they left, and uh, and like I discovered it later when we got like a professional trenching crew. You know, they brought their little line finders, and it's like, look at this—the line ends right where the trench ends. And let's see, why, he digs it up with a shovel. You, why don't you just have good people to do this? Right. Like you so just, you I just spent X number of thousands of dollars on a house, and now you're gonna skimp on freaking contractors? I He's not skimping. You. Yeah, no, I'm paying a lot. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the problem. <laughs> I'm paying out the ass for bad work. And, um, it's even worse. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess what it is is the general contractor really 
took our like hurry up message to heart and he just grabbed like first available and now we're, we kind of did a reset we got rid of all the bad guys uh, an electrician came in today the guy's freaking outstanding hvac guy came plumber guy came all of them have been outstanding i've really been focusing on the negative and not the fact that like you know heck this week has been really good so um yeah anyway it's moving along okay so so Taylor's back. Um, just you, you kind of you uh, you lagged out when we were talking about possible topics to move to, and I'll quickly go through them. Uh, I have okay. this uh, these four drunken Florida men uh, on a on a deer hunt. It ends pretty humorously. I've got the guy who fucks dolphins. I've got the Jordanian pilot burned alive by ISIS this week, and I have a a pretty cool little website that does trivia. And there's all kinds of different categories, and uh, there's difficulties and. You know, sports, television, movies, all that stuff. Well, the trivia uh, thing is definitely promising. Let's go to that later. Uh, but I is the man who fucks dolphins, is he fucking them, or is he <clears throat> permitting dolphins to penetrate himself? So I will link you all. This gentleman, I believe, uh, was uh, penetrating a dolphin. Less interesting, but I'll run with it. Let's, let's see. Uh, a female... A fem- <laughs> You'd rather female it be dolphin. a male dolphin and... And, and actually, I'm Taylor, just, tell me the so, most interesting combo. Sex on the dolphin and the person. Go. Well, it's more interesting of a story if this person has found a way to optionally offer himself to dolphins at his own leisure for his own pleasure. That is a true feat. And I also find it interesting that the person in your side is a guy. So it's a guy-on-guy thing. It's absolutely a guy on guy thing. <laughs> Malcolm Brenner does nothing for me otherwise. Malcolm Brenner, age sixty three, claims that he fell for Dolly, a bottlenose dolphin who lived at the now defunct Florida. <laughs> Wonder how that happened. Florida, <laughs> Florida land, this is real. Sarasota. This is After her amorous adv- who wrote this? After her amorous <laughs> advances, Brenner told the story of their year long affair. Relationship again and Dolphin Love, a new film which premiered last week at the Slam Dance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. Slam Dance, which takes place at the same time as the more famous Sundance Film Festival, is seen as an edgier alternative and hosts more niche films. Oh man, I start here. Here's some quotes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read you here. Um, let's see. I started it, shows him, it shows the guy in the future and then a past picture with the dolphin like it's a progressive relation. This is great. Sneaking off, oh, Brenner has great. previously described how he was trusted to be alone with the dolphins and waited until after nightfall to have sex with Dolly. There's a 15-minute video, apparently. Oh, God, here it is. Should we... Wow. This was a long-term relationship. This was. You can see him with his 70s flow, and right. then the left picture of him as an old man. Still a dolphin lover. <laughs> All right, I'm going to link you to uh, a short little video, or at least it, it says it's 24 seconds. I could be wrong. Oh, but I'm sorry, this just happened a long time ago. The guy's 63 now, but it was only a year-long love affair. Correct. Mm. Well, they, I'm sure somebody re- realized he was fucking the dolphin, so they took it away. <laughs> You know, he lost his job at the now defunct Sarasota, you know, park. The dolphin, probably because yeah, so he was fucking dolphins. The dolphin was a girl, so I'm I'm guessing he's belly to belly against this female dolphin. No blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is 
I mean, this is really funny, but it's also dark knowing that that entire guy's life and everyone he met who has a connection to him emotionally has to know now that he's the dolphin fucker. The dolphin fucker. Like, Can we if, watch the video? After... I, I would love to, yes. I, I linked it down there. I All think right, I've got a direct link to the video itself. So I'm, uh, oh, no, it's not. If you scroll down. It, yeah, the the it link is. scrolls you down. It does. Yeah, I see that now. Are you ready? So I, I am queued up at zero. Joe, this if is how we do play. this. <laughs> um, we all like get here, and then on the count of three, we'll say one, two, three, play. So okay. are you ready? Uh, what are we queued up I, at? So there's a link in the it. chat on the yeah, right. Yeah, I got that. I got that. I'm on the video. What are we on? Uh, are we starting at zero? Yep. Yes. So okay. one, two, three, play. I'm playing it at. My name is Malcolm J. Brenner, and this is the dolphin story of how I fell in love with Dolly the Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a few seconds ahead of me. I just got the dolphin lover. Malcolm meet Dolly. Dolly meet Malcolm. There were no intimations that uh, this dolphin and I would become lovers eventually. Dear God. Hmm. Well, that there absolutely is an explanation that you're going to become lovers because all it takes for you to become lovers with a dolphin is for you to fuck said dolphin. <laughs> like, it wasn't I, like he had long conversations with this sea mammal. Can he, this like, be our next PK just movie? fucked it. PK can, can movie? I find a link? Oh, you want to yeah, watch this together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get us a link to it, I, and uh, and maybe we'll watch this uh, one night this week. This looks ridiculous. It's it, it's this guy telling the story of his dolphin fucking. This falls under my movie? good incest or not incest, um, bestiality, right? Right? Because because I have this, it's been well planned out on bestiality. Now, if you have sex with like a squirrel or a chicken or something like that, then that's not necessarily consensual because they can't resist a big like human. But this dolphin wanted it, right? Clearly. Because if the dolphin didn't yeah. want it, I assume they're doing it in the water, right? The dolphin is the yeah. master of that domain. She could have stopped him any time, but instead... Could have bit his dick right off. You ever seen those teeth? I have. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That dolphin can choose to not be fucked at any given juncture. Yeah. I bet yeah. the dolphin choose to not be fucked. I bet the dolphin was like pushing back on it and everything. I bet that was a nasty dolphin. I bet she was in some weird shit. Low hold of mouth, all kind of stuff. Dolly's a slutty dolphin and she wanted it clearly. And How funny would that be if he was like Dolly? He, he was like, she's a dirty dolphin. She likes it. She's like, she'd let me finish on her blowhole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he did finish. I'm guessing he finished inside her vagina. Yeah, inside her <laughs> dolphin oh, vagina. Probably if, inside the blow. Because how he, is he going to get up in that dolphin vagina? You'd have to flip the animal upside down. The, no, right? he flipped got on himself, inside. right? He was on the bottom. He just sort of slide under in a flotation thing, hug nah, the dolphin. I, I imagine the Does he have to hold his breath? Uh, just... Well, <laughs> What, what I imagine the occasionally dolphin like on its side, and he's kind of like standing in waist deep water and like pulling the dolphin toward him. Maybe the dolphin's like you know what I'm tail. picturing is they're both on that kind of pseudo shore near the fake ocean, and oh, that yeah. the dolphin is reverse cowgirl, half in the water. Half out. That's what I was thinking. Maybe. <laughs> like, like like bouncing its ass on his on on his dick. That that that's great. Joe, like, join in. How do you see the man-dolphin relationship going down? <laughs> I'm just thinking, you're not supposed to have sex in the water, right? With, I disagree. I think that's a stupid rule. 
You think it's a stupid That is a limitation held only by human vaginas. Dolphin <laughs> vaginas don't Dolphin vaginas doesn't apply. I imagine the dolphin vagina is very mucousy to make up for that. Is, is I, that I imagine a thing? It's like, do you think so? Are you not supposed not to have sex in the water? I thought that was fine. I think you're not supposed to. No, you're not supposed to like have sex in the water if you're in a pool or like a hot tub or something, right? Yeah, you're, or you the ocean. Above the, yeah, you, I, you don't want that going. And that just doesn't... Not a very good lubricant water. But showers you're and gonna, baths you, are fine. Yeah. You're yeah, going to yeah, throw yeah. the pH balance all off in there. It's well, wet, plat wet platinum doesn't care about water. Wet platinum <laughs> is, <laughs> you got in the shower and tried to get wet platinum off. Water beats off of you like Dude. you're a fucking fur seal. Dude, I love <laughs> wet platinum, but I don't know how to get that so shit off. I feel like I should keep some paint thinner by the shower or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what oils are bad. Those clean. They, they are. They are, They can never clean up all the oil from like the BP oil spill. I saw that they just found like 10 million more gallons of that on the ocean floor. But yeah. if they ever spilled like 10 million gallons of wet platinum, they never get that shit out. Oh no! Never. You'd just be slip sliding on the Gulf of Mexico <laughs> for the rest of your life. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I clean wet platinum off my junk, I, I pretty much like use water, use a towel. It's not clean, and then like that night. It's just kind of clean now. I don't know where it's it went. Still, you're still a little slippery. I like it. It's almost <laughs> like a uh, like a moisturizer for your balls. It's it's, it's nice. You I, know what? I know exactly what Kyle's talking about. It makes it makes the skin softer <coughs> temporarily yeah. after you you rinse it off. Yeah. But also, a, do you ever make the error of rubbing it off with a hand, and then when you wash that hand later, it kind of reactivates the the oil agents in your skin, and, and then you get sudden, slippery again. Like a freshly yeah. waxed car, the, you've got beads of water on it. Yeah. It, it's a moisturizer for your anus. Shared too much. Well, that's <laughs> one way to do it. All right. <laughs> so, okay, so now I'm whittled down to this poor Jordanian man who was burned alive, the four Florida <laughs> men who had way too much fun, or some, uh, some trivia. Is there any more footage of the dolphin fucker? Please? Just anything else? I could probably find you some actual <laughs> fucking videos, but I I don't no, think no no not that oh. I like the sadness that is this individual doing it. Well, he may have made some dolphin fucking videos. I I could look for that. He very well may have. I mean, I, I if I were him, I would have. I mean, why stop? <laughs> uh. Okay, let's so let's go to the poor Jordanian pilot. I'll link you up to that. Did oh, anyone else? Is, I watch haven't seen the, video? the footage of it. No, how long is the video? All right, so the video is long, and it's well edited, and it has CGI and graphics and, and all that stuff, but about halfway into it, after they're done with their propaganda, they burn this guy alive, and they've got him in a big, tall iron cage, maybe eight feet tall, maybe maybe like an eight-foot cube, maybe ten-foot cube. It's, I, it's I want to see big. the actual burning. That can't be too long, right? He burns for like... No, it's not that long. I don't want to. I, see I really it don't want to watch. I don't. I don't think I want to watch that either. Oh my yeah, god! I don't want to watch. This is an all-guy podcast until just now. I, I watched it. It was quite bad, and I watched it with no. I'll watch it, but it, I don't. I, just, I, you guys just make me want to see it even more. Let's get a reaction video going. It's just sad. Like just looking at this picture on the front, like you can see. The three militants holding the guy. He's naked with his shirt there. Like he's got to well, be. That's, that's like, a just looking at someone like that. He looks really oh, scared. He looks that's, like just looking at someone like that. Can't you put yourself you, there, no. thinking like maybe it's gonna work out. Maybe I'll get to see my family again. Like that's I'll, maybe I'm the person. Like that's, that's so fucking him. sad. If you scroll down, you can see him kind of engulfed by the fire. Oh yeah yeah yeah. 
Do you have a, a video of it? Fox News is streaming the oh video from their website right now. Why do I feel like it's going to be a weak sauce version of the video? It is not a weak sauce version. That's what I watched it. It, it was quite horrible. I mean, it's it's bad. Let me like find it. it. I, I'm working on it. I didn't How think anybody would want to see it. It was terrible. I watched it. Uh, what we do for this show. I mean, if we're going to watch it, I'll watch it. But this is... Just that picture looks awful. That picture it is awful. awful. It says, warning, this is the least horrifying image. Yeah, that's someone burning alive. That's the start of the last nine seconds of someone's life. It, it takes a lot longer than that to, for him to die. You asphyxiate very quickly because the fire takes up every bit of oxygen around your face. You know, I had heard the same thing, and then I watched this guy burn alive, and it took a long time. Oh, Jesus. Well, I, God, I hoped that was true. It's not true. He burns for at least 30 seconds. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> is it, Kyle, did you find it? It's not the horrific murder of hostage wasn't a miscalculation video, Jordan is it? Is taking the You're looking for the ISIS Jordanian pilot burning. I'm, I'm, um, I'm trying to find it. I watched it on my phone, so I don't have a... Jordanian pilot video. I misspelled two out of three words in Jordanian pilot burning. <laughs> Selena miss. <laughs> uh, oh, God, it's so horrible. I think okay, I'm going to find I think it. I got it. Um, I'll, I'm going to see if there's a way to direct link you without... Here, I'll just send you I think I have the, it. the page. I'm, I'm just trying to pause it. All right, there it is. Now, if you actually want to get to the part where they burn this poor guy, because there's a lot of bullshit. Oh, I see. Like this is a 22-minute video, so we need to... It's somewhere in, like, 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 the halfway point, I think. I felt like All it right. was. Yeah, just tell us what time after you find it, and we'll fast-forward it to there. I'm clicking around. I'm trying to help oh, you find it. Oh, man, this it. is rough. If... So it, it's past 15 minutes, if that helps. Jesus, all these close-ups of his face. Yeah, so I haven't found anything interesting yet. I'm at, let's look. Well, you're looking Ooh, for like yeah, yeah, one yeah. minute of footage. Video, is it? There's like three videos on this page. Use my link. 17. Yes, go to 1727. That's it. Really? All right, then I have to use your link. Let me see. You're on that Shoebat website. Um, yes, Shoebat.com. Yeah. And is, is it is the video right above the one minute and thirty-two second video in the Arabic? Yeah, it's the it's the uh, twenty-two okay. minute and thirty-four second long video. You want to go to like seventeen minutes and thirty seconds in, and that's when they start their build up. Oh, it's really it's really awful. I'm so not gonna watch it. Can you give that timestamp again? 17 minutes and 30 seconds. That'll get it started off. Hey, if we have to watch this again, you have to watch it again. So at 17.30, right. I'm looking at a guy's shoes and what looks like a torch. Yeah, exactly. He goes up at 18.20. All right. Are, you guys re are we all queued up at 17.30? Yeah. Yes, I am. Joe? Oh, almost. Hold on. Poor guy. All right, I'm queued up at 17:30. All right, ready, set, play. And just the horror. So, so keep in mind what we're seeing has been edited, and they've 
a lot of those guys that are standing over there aren't net, like this guy. He's not necessarily there. I feel like there's a lot of editing going on here and mm. like green screening and bullshit. They're trying to hide where this happened and how it happened. So I feel there's like. an orange guy in a small iron cage, and then there's a handful of militants with um like a hood on. Only their eyes are showing, and they've lit a torch. And it looks like there's a like a trace, a line of powder that leads toward the cage. Gasoline. Gasoline. Okay, it looks like a powder to me. I'll, I'll look at it again. Yeah, it might be hay soaked gasoline or something. Oh man, <laughs> I'm getting a little speechless. So they're showing the the flame go toward him in slow mo. Oh my god. Oh, oh god. Wow. Oh. So he's he's on fire. He's grabbing his face and he's kind of dancing, like in oh, in. Oh what would you god. Call it dancing. What would you call it? Flailing. <laughs> crying yeah he's holding his face he's holding his face he's kind of hunkered down his whole body is flaming it's as if they put they must have doused him in gas they did because he's not standing in flames he's on fire he's fully engulfed he's on his knees now he's still alive i think he's no he's dead i think he's gone now he's melting yeah what is that hanging from his chin chest area it's flesh he's melting and part of his shirt left over. His nose melted off. Uh, now this is edited. It looked to me like his death was under 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Now they've dumped a pile of rocks on him, like to put the fire out with a um a big bulldozer or something. And yeah, and they're smushing him with the with the bucket, dragging it backwards. Yeah. That was horrible. That is awful. That is yeah. fucking awful. Yeah. I wonder if people Holy in the shit. Middle East are slightly more desensitized to this. No, like, they showed that before like a crowd be. of cheering people. I, I was reading a, a post about that earlier. That, that, that's it's, it's ridiculous. A crowd of cheering people yes. cheered at someone burning alive like that. Yeah. That's fucked up. Fuck every one of those people. <sighs> That was really awful. Cause, because, like, in America, we'll see someone get shot, and it's kind of like, yeah, I've seen a million of those before. I'll even see an explosion and not think too much of it. But burning to death is not in my... Like, I'm not desensitized to that. It's because mm-hmm. shooting someone to death, it's like it's over immediately. Not to excuse it, but you're not putting them through anything more awful than need be to kill them. Yeah. Burning someone alive is just... It's needless savagery for the sake of intimidation. That was pretty horrible. Uh, I I have long... I've had a video idea for a long time that I call the Flaming Marksman, in which you put me in a burn suit uh, and set me on fire till I'm fully engulfed, and then I have to shoot like a set number of targets before they'll put me out. And (laughs) uh, we, we... we priced it one time. Apparently it cost like five grand to get the like professional Hollywood crew to come set you on fire and everything. So we're just gonna put you out with just, a half like the video. Yeah, they'll put you out like you know, like like you see in like the like Hollywood movies, like a couple guys would run over with the extinguishers and put you out immediately. And you'd have, you know, the full like the gel all over your skin and the multi layered burn suit and stuff. But it's expensive. It's like five or six grand to get those people to come out. Right. That would be my holdup as well. Has the, any the headway grand <laughs> made <is> it all? <laughs> What's that? Has any headway been made at all? Like I haven't been following, but into the whole ISIS thing, like have any big 
attacks been made or are they crippled or anything? Yeah, every it seems so like often they're bombing them every day. Every so often there's a, a battle won against them. You know, I don't know how the war is going, but like, for example, this Jordanian pilot was burned and then Jordan responded by bombing, was it 50 or 55? Like they immediately 55. got like scores of kills yeah. against them. Was it the Jordanian president that was uh, he was uh, like quoting uh, Clint Eastwood from The Unforgiven, and uh, and talking about that he was going to leave none of them alive and like kill them all and until there was and, no more ammunition and all that crazy stuff. Oh, I'm embarrassed that I don't know this, but ISIS had control of a key city in some country and they were just driven out. Is it? It wasn't Jordan, was it? No. Uh, I'll find it. It would be Syria or Iraq. That's what um, it's Islamic states of Syria. It was Syria, and the Kurds yeah. drove them out of Cobain, which, you know, like most Americans, I learned geography by war. And I, don't, I didn't really know Cobain, but apparently it's a key place in Syria, and ISIS just lost it. So it appears that ISIS is on the decline, but not so decline that they're not doing horrific stuff and posting it on the Internet. All right, so to lighten the mood a bit, mm. would you like to go to trivia or drunk guys in Florida? Now, just keep in <laughs> mind with the trivia, I can I can pick around this um, between lots of categories. There's there's a lot of stuff to be done here. Can we set up the trivia thing as a competition? I'd love to do that. That's that's that. But then, Kyle, can you can you find a way to participate, even I, though you're reading it? Like, is... I, I don't know how to. Woody got Jackie to somehow use this website and quiz us well we could do more than okay. one round you know for example kyle could maybe abstain in the first round and i could read in the second round or something like that okay i'll read the first round yeah that's and, a good idea uh, so main categories would you guys like music movies television sports or other oh i suck at all of those other movies Okay. It's going to be all actors' names. I've got general knowledge. So, so here's a few random ones. Uh, food brand names, general knowledge, uh, 80s quiz. There it is. That one um, 80s quiz. <laughs> I want to take you guys on an 80s quiz. All right. Woody gets the first, uh, gets to pick the first category. Oh, it's 80s quiz. Here so we go. Unfair. go what on. were the opening lyrics to the first song ever played on MTV? Oh, God. That seems, that seems difficult. Oh, these are. Very uh, let difficult. me just think. Is it only a decade before <laughs> I'm gonna I guess. was born? Um, video. I'm sorry. The, I, I switched. Video killed the radio star. Let me ask. You can't no. ask shit from Woody's heyday. <laughs> okay. You can't so ask which kind of... big band was the most popular <laughs> in the in the fucking speakeasies. <laughs> Who was the first talkie movie star? <laughs> What was it? It was, it was video killed the radio star, right? Yeah. Which one of the talking pictures? Kyle, what's the answer? It is. Um, well, there there are some options here. I could give you the options. That if it were multiple choice, it would probably help. So the options are: poor old Johnny Ray, sounded sad upon the radio. He moved a million hearts in mono. I heard you on the wireless back in '52. We can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind. Crack that whip. Give the past the slip. Stepped on a crack, break your mama's back. 
All right, it's you can dance if you want to. We can leave your friends behind. It's not that. Um, can, can you do the early ones again? I'm having a real hard time with this website now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because now I see that even when I choose an answer, I, I feel like I ha I think I have to go to the very end before it's gonna give me the fucking results. Yeah. Oh, maybe I can get answers now. Oh, okay, I've got it now. I, I apologize. Okay, so the answer is poor old Johnny Ray sounded sad upon the radio. He moved a million hearts in mono. That was really difficult. Yeah. What comes after the cherry in Pac-Man? Is it A, the pineapple, B, the banana, C, orange, or D, strawberry? D, strawberry. Anyone else? Banana. I guess we're going by who, <laughs> we go by who can answer first, because then Woody gets a point. How, how are we doing this? I yeah, thought he was going to do the whole thing. We need to buzz in? <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have to buzz in. Yeah, all right, we'll buzz in. <laughs> I think I have a point, though. Do I get that point? You do. He, Woody does take a point, of course. Okay. All right. Because so we do have man. to buzz in, though. Yes. So I'll right. just anticipate that I know the answer a few seconds ahead. Good call. <laughs> Before becoming arguably the yes. most influential person <laughs> in the entire genre of industrial music, Trent Reznor played keyboards in a band in which 80s Michael J. Michael J. Fox movie? Was it A, Teen Wolf, B, that Back one. to the Future, <laughs> C, Joe Loza? Teen Wolf. Incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> was, it, was, it was it A, Teen Wolf, B, Back to the Future, C, Light of the Day, or D, Bright Lights, Big City? And... D, Bright Lights, Wait. Big City. False. You lose a point. <sighs> I lose a Light point. Day. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't know that. All right, so Merck and I are tied, unless Merck guesses. Yes. In 1980, uh, a new drug called RU486 was released in France. What was it used for? A, it was the first erectile dysfunction medication. B, it was the abortion pill. C, it helped women have orgasms. Or D, it was the birth control pill for men. What year? What, what year was it again? Going abortion pill. It was the abortion pill. Joe Lozon moves to zero Sweet. points from his formerly <laughs> position. Which model slash actress said this line in a Calvin Klein jeans ad? You know what comes between me and my Calvins? Nothing. The ad was evident was eventually banned. Was it A. Brooke Shields, B. Kathy Ireland, uh, C. Bo Derek, or D. Rachel Hunter? I knew this one like at Calvin Klein. Brooke Shields, she's old. <laughs> point point to Taylor. <laughs> okay, so now what? Ta I, think I think Taylor, Taylor has, has one. Taylor has one. Everyone else has zero. Yeah. All of the following women have been in space. Who was the first woman in space? Was it A, Dr. May Carol Jemison, B, Helen Patricia Sharman, C, Laurel Blair Salton Clark, or D, Dr. Sally Kristen Ride? They should have put porn stars in there. <laughs> uh, Ms. Clark. Right, Ms. Clark. Taylor moves back down to zero. Oh, that was my guess, too. I'm so glad Fuck. I didn't guess it. Um, <laughs> all well, the players have zero. That's the... It's D, then. And I'm going with D. Woody takes a point and moves into the lead. What was the first food chain to publish God a book containing the nutritional value of its food? Was it A, White Castle, B, Burger King, C, McDonald's, or D, Wendy's? McDonald's. Mm. Taylor takes a point. He's tied up with Woody at one. Damn it. Who was the first rap group slash artist to have a certified gold album? Run DMC, and Grandmaster. Run DMC. Correct, Mundo. <laughs> Woody moves into the lead. Two to one. Joe has zero points. 
Michael Jackson's fire <laughs> when he was filming a commercial for what product? Pepsi. Woody moves into the lead further, three to one. In 1984, an actress in a commercial for which fast food chain asked the question, "Where's the beef?" Wendy's. Oh, I, I wish I was playing. The, the wife of which of the following politicians created the PMRC Parents Movie? Uh, excuse me, Parents Music Resource Center. Was it Bill Clinton, George Wash? Excuse me, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Al Gore, or Dan Quayle? Eminem referenced this. This sounds. Bush. Nope. Oh, is he back down to Moved zero to, with Joe? Back down to zero. What do you have to leave for? This is horse shit. All this happened before I was born. <laughs> and, Joe, and Joe moves to negative point. Damn it! What so is Joe? We have Joe with negative points. Taylor with zero points. Woody with four. If I'm, if my count is correct. Sounds about right. Would anyone like to take one last shot at question number eleven? The mm -hmm. wife of which of the following politicians created the PMRC Parents Music Resource Center? Only Woody can guess now. No, I'm not touching it. I don't know. I thought what you were going to give Reagan as an option. It was Al Gore. Which cola used the slogan, twice the caffeine, Mountain Dew, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or Jolt? Jolt. Jolt. I don't know who was first there. I totally rang in, and he just said Jolt. Like, I rang in, and then yeah, we said Jolt like at the same I time. I heard, the, I heard the ant first, so I'm going to give it to Woody, who moves. And Are I'm you shitting me, Kyle? <laughs> He's already got a strong lead. <laughs> he goes to five, but I will not deduct points for the correct answer, which was indeed Jolt. Oh, you got off easy, kid. <laughs> who is the oh, well, thank you. It only seems fair. <laughs> who is the official party ants for being correct? <laughs> who is the official <laughs> party ant? Holy shit. <laughs> we should are change topics. Are you cheating over there? No. Jesus. Woody moves to I could five even tell you he wore, like, he had a, a one black eye. He had a uh, Hawaiian shirt on. So Wait, what was the, was, so the here's previous the question. question? I didn't hear it. Who is the official party animal that made his debut in a Bud Light beer commercial during the Super Bowl in 1987? Spud, was it A, Spuds McKenzie? B, the Energizer Bunny, C, Joe Camel, or D, Alf. And Woody knew when I got the party animal that it was A, Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> we should change the topic. I have Dr. Chiz this trivia competition. And so then I set it up just, for something that only I'm good at. Only two more questions. Okay, okay. The RIAA, Recording Industry Association of America, did which of this, which of the following in 1989? Did they make it mandatory that their artists stop producing albums and LP, which is vinyl, did they fire their president for involvement with a music piracy group? Did they start labeling CDs with parental warning stickers? Or did they fund a celebration for the opening of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm going to guess I've got a lead. C, the warning stickers. Correct. Mm. Woody now with six oh, points. God damn it. <laughs> In up. 1983, what day officially became a national holiday? Grandparents' Day, Martin Luther King Day, Veterans' Day, or Thomas Jefferson's birthday? Martin Luther King Day. Joe Lozon moves to zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We didn't make that a holiday till '83. I had no idea. We put up a fight for that down here. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> so no, it'd be Alabama. So Woody uh, really ripped that one apart, and so he gets to host the next one. You have the link there, so you can take over from here. Okay. Really ripped everybody a new one there. That was impressive. God, I believe Woody, Woody fucking tore that apart. 
makes me and Joe stuff. look like we're significantly younger than him, which is not a huge feat. Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted a piece of that one. I knew a lot of those. All right. Uh, Joe, as a guest, music, movies, TV, sports, or other? Movies. Um, all right. Let me just hang on. I'm trying. I'm just learning how the website navigates. It's not like you might guess. And how did you get the answers, Kyle? Um, let's. I think. Um, I think you have to scroll to the bottom. Oh, and, and then get answers. And click get answers. So, are we doing a subcategory? Oh, okay, I got it now. I'm I'm ready to do this. Okay. Um. Oh. Oh. So this is match the Arnold quote to the movie. You see oh. the problem. I'm sorry. Well, you see, this is the problem with terrorists. They're really inconsiderate when it comes to people's schedules. True lies. Kyle is right. Kyle gets one point. Um, who is my daddy, and what does Get he do? Kindergarten cop. I just watched that. I the think I'm going to give Kyle time. that. He said it first, but Joe does Damn. not lose a point. Damn it. Come on, Asian. come on, Asian. do it. Come on, come on, kill Predator. me. I'm... Fuck. That's right. Kill me now. <laughs> Kyle, what are you up to? Come on, come on. <laughs> Three? Okay. When I was a sportswoman on the East German Olympic track and field team, they dispensed anabolic steroids as freely. Junior, here in... it's the scene. Junior, it's the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger's pregnant and he's in like the the like the group therapy class, and all the other uh, characters are like these women who have had steroid abuse, and that's how they explain him looking like Schwarzenegger but being pregnant. Junior. Kyle has four now. All right, get ready with your buzzers, people. I'll be back. It is Terminator. What did Kyle say? Terminator. Uh, I'm going to give it to Joe because it was a tie. And Kyle's okay. got a huge lead. <laughs> and I was so, negative. Four to one. Oh, four to zero. No, you weren't negative. We gave you the... Because okay. yeah, you yeah. got it right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If revenge is a dish best served cold, then put on your Sunday's finest. It's time to feast. Batman. It is. Uh, the correct answer is Batman and Robin, but we're going with it. So that makes it 411. Answering a question. To crush your enemies. Conan! I've got that fucking shirt. I've got the before you. I have to hear the lamentations of the women. He's right. <laughs> Kyle's got 511. Um, in the bear pits, you'll become like that. Okay. That's a great movie. I am the famous comedian Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's last oh. action hero. When it is to, when he's like the he's his movie character come to life because the golden magic ticket with a little kid. That was a real bomb. God damn it, Kyle! How do you know everything about every Schwarzenegger? Movie? I've seen every Schwarzenegger movie. I'm a huge fan. All right, uh, Kyle, do you have seven? Yes. All right, seven one one. Thank you for the cookies. I look forward to tossing them. Tossing cookies. All right, so it, it's it's a it's a movie where he doesn't speak good English. Okay, He's like all of them. Familiar. Here are oh. your choices: one, twins; two, twins. It is twins. It's twins. Yeah, it's <laughs> all great. Right. So Seven, the premise one, of one. twins is that like he's the perfect human. Like him and Danny DeVito are mm -hmm. were twins. 
and and like he got all of the positive traits, Danny DeVito gets all the negative traits, and so they're like the perfect opposite of each other. It's, it's hilarious. I love Clarence. I liked it too. I'm not a pervert. I'm just looking for a Turbo Mon doll. You go the way. Nice. Joe gets first movie two. So it's I think seven to one at this point. Um, if I am not me, then who the hell am I? Total Recall. He's talking to Eight, himself two, in that little in that little <laughs> laptop thingy, and uh, then he has to put the thing up in his nose to get the tracking device out. That's that's hardcore. Between your faith and my Glock nine millimeter, I'll take the Glock. Six day. No, 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 it's uh, it's faith. It's uh, it's the one where he fights the devil. It's um, no, it was made in like two thousand four. So it's end of days. Yes. Damn it. All right. It's his only. Ah, uh -huh, not movie. last. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah, that's right. Are you tied for last? I think so. Tied for last with Joe. <laughs> yeah. What do you think I look like, Dirty Hardy? One, Kindergarten Cop. Two, Raw Deal. Three, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Four, Red Heat. What do you think it's I look either... like, Dirty Harry? So it's, I got it down to two. It's, I, right. I've seen the sh I've seen I will take your first one. I've seen tons of Kindergarten Cop. What are your guesses? It's not Kindergarten Cop. It's not Terminator. Um, so the question is... Red Raw Heat, Deal, Raw Red Deal. Heat. I don't think I've seen either one of those movies. And in Red Heat, I think that I think that's the one that's got Belushi in it. Mm, those are two of the. I, I I don't know. I don't know where it is. No I guesses. know one of them. Okay. He's got like a huge 44 mag. Kyle mm. would have been right. Uh, we're all deal. It was one of his two. Uh, do not disturb my friend. He's <laughs> tired, and it is Commando. Last one. Hasta la vista, baby. T2. Joe's got it. All right. Uh, Kyle, I guess you're the next reader. Let's see here. I don't want to choose the that category. That was a bloodbath. <laughs> that, that was, was a bloodbath. Blood you picked the wrong <laughs> category. <laughs> Every single one of them. I can't believe there wasn't any, uh, any, uh, any clips from... TV? Oh, Is anyone else down for TV? Sure. Anything All TV. Right. Not yeah, 80s I'm TV, because that's not fair. Okay, television. Let's see here. Um, so here are a few subcategories. There's The Simpsons. Match the character to the show. Match the Simpsons character. Oh, I can't do the voices. Um, sitcom quiz number one. Uh, so it's all sitcoms. Okay, so th those are your choices. Sitcoms, The Simpsons, or just general TV? General TV. Okay. This is supposedly easy. Where did the Walsh family live before they moved to Beverly Hills 90210? Tennessee. I didn't click get answers first. They lived in no. They lived in A. Buffalo. B. Boston. C. Minnesota. Or D. Milwaukee. Oh, negative one for me. Indeed. <laughs> the answer was Minnesota. The show Ed. The show Ed takes place in Stuckyville. Where in Stuckyville is Ed Stevens' law practice? Are you shitting me? That's the question. <laughs> this is <Okay>. easy. <laughs> is it right. on Main Street? <laughs> I, no, it wasn't. It was very difficult. All right, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna change categories. That is hard. Are we starting over? I, I think we should. Those are very difficult. They don't get any easier. Okay. Simpsons. We're going to the Simpsons. All right. 
In the episode Ooh. where Homer becomes a missionary, Missionary Impossible, he opens a casino. What was it called? A, Survivorland. B, The Lucky Savage. Uh, C, The Winning Crab. Or D, Tets. A, Survivorland. B, The Lucky Savage. Lucky Savage? Point to Joe Lozon. Did you read the last two again? Sorry, you Joe cut out it. for me. Oh, Joe already got it. I apologize. <laughs> In the episode where Germans are planning to buy the nuclear plant, where does Homer see himself in his daydream? The land of chocolate, the land of beer, the land of pretzels, or the land of sch schnitzel? The, the land of beer. False. Chocolate. <sighs> it's the land of chocolate. Joe Lozon moves up to a two-point yes. uh, two lead. I do not deduct a point from Merca because he was just a little too late. Uh, in the episode where Ned loses his house in a hurricane, he says he has done everything the Bible told him to, even, was it A, uh, the stuff that contradicts the other stuff, B, <laughs> rescuing, rescuing two of every animal, C, refraining from relations with other men, or D, the sacrifices? A. The stuff that contradicts the other stuff. Woody got in first. Back it up to was. zero, baby. That's right. So, what are the current scores? Does I believe Joe has two, Woody has zero, and Taylor has also zero. One. Also, oh, or is it one, or zero. I I thought he had only way. guessed correctly after someone else. What's the what's could the be secret? True. What's the secret ingredient of a flaming mo? Is it pickle juice, children's cough syrup, rubbing alcohol, or blood? Children's cough syrup. There you go. There's your point. In the second Halloween episode, how do Kang and Kodos predict the human race will destroy themselves? Is it too many cheese doodles, tasers, with a really big board with a really big nail in it? That one. Blind a really big Correct. board with a really big nail. Uh, yeah. Joe, Joe got that one already. All I right. think Taylor's at a natural latency disadvantage. He's getting God a lot. It. I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting these right. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> he exists three seconds behind the rest of us. And the winner oh, goes, well. and the winner is Joe Lozon's internet connection. In the episode in the episode where the Simpsons end up on a cargo train telling stories, the hobo they meet says he's not what? A urinating hoe, a grifting hobo, a deviant hobo, or a stabbing hobo? Stabbing. He says he's not a stabbing hobo. I remember that too. It is a stabbing hobo. Joe's the got episode, what four now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Joe has pulled ahead. Fuck. I believe. In the episode <laughs> where the go to a magic-themed restaurant, Ned lists the black arts as magic, fortune telling, and was it rock and roll, gambling, science, or oriental cooking? Which of those did he consider one Could of the be black any arts? Of them. Is it rock and roll, gambling, science, or oriental cooking? Ned Flanders. Oh, God. It was oriental cooking. Mm, I would have guessed what I got the, it wrong. What is the slogan on Mayor Quimby's seal? Is it corruptus in extremis? Dewey <laughs> cheatum and how? Payus monus now? Tacket alet forme? Take it all for me. Yeah. Can you read those again? Corruptus in extremis. 
Dewey Cheatham <laughs> and how. Pay us monies now. Take a lot for me. Take all for take take it all for me. Okay, let's take it all for me. Which one of those? Corruptus and extremists. Do we cheat and how? <laughs> Pay us monies now or A. Correct. Mm-hmm. Get a point. I believe you have two now. Yes. Maybe three. In the episode where Lisa dates Ralph, radio station KBBL plays what song in honor of President's Day? Was it Winter Wonderland? Monster Mash, Auld Lang Sing, or Happy Birthday? What was the third one you said? <laughs> Auld Lang Sing? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I'm know not guessing, but it's, I swear it's, it's Monster there. Mash. Don't even say anything. But... Dan, dan, dan. It was Monster Mash. Yeah, I wasn't no sure, though. Awarded. In the episode where Bart gets caught shoplifting... <laughs> Detective Brodka says if he wanted smoke if he wanted smoke blown up his butt, he'd be where? On his chimney, at a barbecue, at home with cigarettes and a short length of hose, or at the Republican National Convention? C. Correct. At home with cigarettes and a short length of hose. Another point for Joe. Strengthens his lead. In the episode where Apu lives with the Simpsons, Kent Brockman refers to an expose on nursing homes called what? The Toothless Redemption, Geezers and Freezers, Wheelchairs from Hell, or The Old and the Restless? Old and the Restless. Toothless Redemption. Eh, and eh. The remaining Uh. answers are Geezers and Tweezers, or Wheelchairs from Hell? I don't answer. It's pretty much a win. Right? Probably. You pretty much won already. Okay, I'm going to skip this one. In the episode where Homer goes into space, Barney is run over by a truck filled with what? Feathers, marshmallows, cotton, or steel? Marshmallows. Oh. In the the song, See My Vest, from the episode Two Dozen and One Greyhounds, which of the following does Mr. Burns not say he has clothes made from? Is it a gorilla chest, a vampire bat, an albino African endangered rhino, or a bald eagle. Which of those d- is does he does he not say he has clothes made from? A gorilla chest, <laughs> a vampire, a bat, an albino African endangered rhino, or a bald eagle. Which one does he not have clothes made from? And I'm going with vampire. Incorrect. <sighs> it's a bald eagle then. And the answer was bald eagle. Mm. When Homer tries to become obese so he doesn't have to go to work anymore. <laughs> What does he eat to gain the last pounds he needs? Was it a donut made of clay? (laughs) Coin! It was a donut. It was a donut. You're right. It was a donut made of clay. (laughs) What is Homer's favorite song from Moe's Jukebox? It's Raining Men, In the Navy, My Heart Will Go On from the Titanic, or The Electric Slide. I remember this one. Electric Slide. Nope. Mm-hmm. It was it's raining men, so Joe Lozon wins by a landslide. I'm just trying to get beat. <coughs> something like five or six to like two or three from Woody's part on Woody's part, and I think Woody uh, Taylor was down there with two or three as well. I think now, I might have been negative, and Taylor had two or three, but yeah, Joe won. Wait. 
Uh, would you like to do another round? So everybody but Merkin. Excellent is job, Joe. <laughs> I would like to. But, uh, okay, oh wait, now read. Joe has to read. What topics can I? Um, I haven't gotten to pick a topic yet. Uh, could we do movies again? Sure. <sighs> but God, just a different movies, movies like uh, subcategory. Uh, what category? What subcategory? There's um, an 80s movie quiz, 2000s movies. 2000 movies. Okay. <laughs> so you have to click on the thing and then it scroll down to the bottom where and click on get answers, the button. Um, do I have to choose for all the things yet? No. Nope, just scroll to the bottom and click the button. Okay. Um, okay. We're no longer called Sonic Death Monkey. We're on the verge of becoming Kathleen Turner Overdrive. But just for thought, we are Barry Jive at his Uptown 5. I don't even know what that question is. So, is that a question, or oh, are you just picking, saying things? We're picking, <laughs> we're, we're going to pick a movie. For, I'm going to say a line, and it's from a movie. You have to tell me what it's from. Okay. Okay. So, sorry again. We're no longer called Sonic Death Monkey. We're on the verge of becoming Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Uh, but just for thought, we are Barry Jive in, the, in his Uptown 5. Movie what are choices? the options? Almost Famous, Date Movie. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back or High Fidelity? Eh, almost famous. Eh, wrong. <laughs> high Fidelity. Eh, high Fidelity? High Fidelity. Kyle gets a point. Um, it couldn't be almost famous. Gosh, are you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one that someone's thinking. It says, uh, I need to get some more pot. I'm running out. Then I need to get laid. Where the fuck was Lauren tonight? That liar girl was kind of hot. I could bang her and feel good about it, but I'd rather have Lauren. I wonder why. I just ruined my illusion of her purity. Whoa, is that really what I have or what I want? I need to get laid. They need to get more pot. So the choices are Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, uh, Rules of Attraction, Jersey Girl, and 40 Days and 40 Nights. Jay and Silent um, Bob Strike Back. Eh, wrong. Ah, join me at negative one. Oh, what were the other uh, what were the other ones then? Uh, Rules of Attraction, Jersey Girl, and Forty Days and Forty Nights. Is Forty Days, Forty Days and Forty Nights? Eh. Oh, I didn't mean to say it. God you damn it! Said it. <laughs> no, you did. You picked uh, it. So ruthless. Uh, Woody, Woody, your your choices are Rules of Attraction and Jersey Girl. Definitely Jersey Girl. Woody, go for it. What I meant to say was I've never seen 40 Days and 40 Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say the quote? Yeah, something about need to get laid. Jersey Girl or what? Uh, rules of Attraction. I'm going to go Rules of Attraction. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I'm back at zero. Never heard someone so happy to be at zero. <laughs> Low standards uh, make you happy. So this one someone's reading. Uh, they've taken the bridge in the second hall. We have barred the gates but cannot hold them for long. Lord of the Rings. Oh, 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 Lord of the Rings. Yep. Marka, uh, though. Marka. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they are coming. There's two characters. Character one says, do we come all the way to Europe to smoke pot? And character two says, hey, I came all the way from Iceland. Euro trip. And the choices are Eternal, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, uh, Not Another Teen Movie, Hostel, or Stealing Harvard. Hostel. Hostel is correct. Uh, yeah, I knew it was hostel too, Europe. but I, yeah. Uh, you guys are pros. The best. I'm sure you can make it out of the casino. Of course. Lest we forget, once you're at the front door, you're still in the middle of a fucking desert. Ocean's 11, or 12, or 13. 
Puffy's <laughs> <laughs> 11. We'll give you credit. Yes. Um, I'm not killing people. My future's in television. And the choices are Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Adaptation. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Correct. Mm, what's the score? Uh, Mark has got like three. And I think... That's a really good movie. You have two. You have one. Kyle's a negative one. Yep. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen a bunch of these. I am a golden god. It's Choices. always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> right? That <Negative>. sounds like... <laughs> um, choices are Almost Famous, American Beauty, High Fidelity, and Garden State. They make a joke about that in Sunny too, don't they, Kyle? Yeah, he 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 refers to himself like, as like I am like a golden god. god. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Out of time. Answer was almost famous. Um, okay, I find you very attractive. Your service tells me we uh, tells me that you feel the same way about me, but ritual remains that we must do a series of platonic actions before we can have intercourse. What I really want to do is have sex with you as soon as possible. The choices are The Aviator, Cinderella Man, Catch Me If You Can, and A Beautiful Mind. A Beautiful Mind. I've never seen it, but it's Is that a beautiful mind? Yeah. It was a beautiful mind. Yep, that was it. I haven't seen it, but I, I'd seen the others. And Kyle's back up to zero. Kyle's at zero. Um, all you got to do is use your instincts. How do you think a lion knows to tackle gazelle? It's written. It's a code written in the DNA. It says tackle the gazelle. And believe it or not, I know this. I know this. Written. It says tackle drunk bitches. Yeah, Good. yeah. Choices. Uh, be cool. The forty-year-old virgin. Forty-year-old virgin. Correct. That's uh, point for Kyle. One one three. One one three. Um. The young the young ones make great pets. Just make sure you kill them before they mature. Believe me, the last thing you want is a human teenager running around your house. Oh, I... uh, choices are King Kong, Sin City, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Correct. Last One, two, three. Taylor has three. Um, 5,000 of my men are out there in the freezing mud. 3,000 of them are bloodied and cleaved. 2,000 will never leave this place. I will not believe they fought and died for nothing. Fucking, fucking uh, uh, Gladiator. They're out on the b- fucking Barbarian. Gladiator is correct. That's the first movie you ever heard that one. I didn't hear it. Oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back. It was all just get, 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 through the question, and then I heard Kyle go, Gladiator. And I was like, oh. <laughs> How do you live in New York and not have a single Percocet? All she's got is NyQuil and fucking Midol. Choices are one-hour photo, insomnia, don't say a word, and panic room. I got to narrow it down to two. Oh. When you guys take the guess. And panic room. Correct. All right. Three, three, two, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so character one says, should I fix you some sandwiches? And character two says... I don't want any fucking sandwiches. What is it with you and fixing fucking sandwiches? Bad Santa! Billy yep. Bob Thorn don't give a fuck! <laughs> Billy Bob Thorn's so awesome. <laughs> uh, correct. 432. Oh, 
And then one time I ate some rotten berries. Man, there was some strong gases seeking out of my butt that day. Choices are Monsters, Inc., Shrek, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo. Ant Shrek. Correct. All right, Did four, three, three. And I want that to be my new ringtone. Someone <laughs> set that up. So the Joe Lozon talking about, yeah. What uh, what's the score? Four three three. Four three three. Last question. Ding ding ding. Okay. Uh, he 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 fell in the cab. He fell. He fell from up there on the motherfucking cab. Shit. I think he's dead. Quite. The choices are man on fire, collateral, Ocean's Eleven. Collateral. Evil. That's Jamie Foxx and fucking Tom Cruise. Threw that fucker on that cab. Kyle, you win. Oh, that's correct. Yay. All right. I like trivia. So Kyle won two, Joe won one, I won one, and thank you for playing, Taylor. You get a participation award. <laughs> Zero. In fairness, your internet has you somewhat delayed. <laughs> That's the best response you could have ever given. <laughs> all, all broken up and oh. garbled. This is difficult. Dif cult? You say? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was a good idea for a topic. I would like to bring back the spelling bee. I want to ha I want to challenge someone. Oh. Oh, I'll do the spelling well, bee. Well, we got to get the well, white boys the fucking champion somehow. I don't Dude, know how yeah. that happened. <laughs> how well, the fuck did we let white boy be our spelling bee champion? He be only used be blade somehow. <laughs> he just spelled like because correctly, right? Uh, yeah, in Like the, that in, was all it took. In our defense, I'm pretty sure that we didn't take part in the spelling bee we held it and that he defeated only use me blade and there's and, another and thing too it was in the audio only days back before you could see if somebody was cheating now it'd be like all right hands in the air spelling bee but i can beat well, all of you if i google here, let's get a let's get a little spelling bee going then. I, I bet there's a website that'll. Uh, I'm... Let's do it. Hey, I haven't got to read questions yet. Do you mind if I pick some difficult words and give them to you guys? That it's a terrible just... idea. How about you pick some medium words at best? Here you go. Um, here you go. Here's, medium here's a list of to words. difficult. Here, I, I'm sending you a list of words and then I closed it right out. Um, so I didn't even look at what the words were. I saw the first word was abscess, but I already don't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, neither do I. All right, hands up. Well, we'll wait for the thing. Um, I'm, there I'm it is. Uh, all right. All right, hands, Kyle. I I was just closing every. Okay. All right. No, do we buzz if we want the word? Let me know. Or are you gonna go in sequence, Joe, Kyle, and me? Go in sequence, I think. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, so I should give a different word to each one of you. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, then uh, let's start with our guest, Joe. Actually, can I just break All in? All right. I think the way it yes. should work is that Joe should be offered the question, but but if he fails to spell the word, then one of us should be given the opportunity to steal the point. That's a good idea. I, I'm okay. fine with those rules. But yeah. only if he defers or misspells. And then you and we'll hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll start with some easier ones and then work our way up. Thank God. All right. Joe, your word is bizarre. In a sentence, Isis likes to buy goat meat at the bazaar. Um, bizarre. B A Z 
A A R, bizarre. Correct. That is one point for Mr. Lozon. I don't like the long delay. <laughs> the lag makes it like a TV like... show where they make you sweat it for a moment. <laughs> All right, Kyle? Yes. Your word is diocese. The bishop runs a diocese for raping children. I'll let you try again. The diocese. Oh, shit. Many children are molested in the bishop's diocese. I want to steal. Is it... Is it... Is it... D-I-A? I want to steal, too. S-C-E-S? Alright, you know what? That is incorrect, so Woody gets a chance to steal. D-I-O-C-E-S? I want to steal from Woody, because he forgot the oh, end. No, that is correct. Uh, Joe wins that one. He, Woody forgot the E at the end. Well, shucks. I didn't forget about it. I never knew it in the first place. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> I didn't forget. I never knew. All right, so that is a two points. And so because Dolan... Do we go back to Kyle? Because you both got a shot, or I guess... I guess me, no. no. I, I never got a chance to, like, right, defer. Yeah. Okay. All right, Woody. Uh, your word is furlough. Someone took a furlough because <laughs> they had a baby. I want to steal if he fucks it up. In right? The military. Right. Same it here. seems like an incredibly easy word. F-U-R-L-O-W. That is... Phenomenally incorrect, <laughs> and it goes to Joe. F U R L O E. Furlough. That is also incorrect. Kyle, would you like a chance to steal? F U R L O U G H? Oh, that is a point for Kyle. That was yeah, my yeah. second choice. <laughs> right. is Kyle is not furlough from gaining points. In this game. So I think it's 2 1 0. <laughs> Kyle, or Joe, Kyle, Woody. Yeah. All right. Back to me. All right, and uh, back to Joe. Uh, let's see what we got here. It's a simple one, but I'm wondering how you'll handle it. <laughs> Hippopotamus. Hippopotamuses are big, dumb animals. <laughs> you sound like a robot, but hippopotamus is H I. P P O P O T A M U S. Excellent, Joe. Wonderful job. God, I, I guess really that wasn't thought as the hard. punches I to the head would, would have would help me more than they have. <laughs> Fresh from it. <laughs> <laughs> He's still sharp. He still oh, has Joe a black eye. Like, He's oh. winning the freaking spelling bee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. Um, God, a lot of these are just fucking easy. Uh. I think it's 3-1-0 at this point. It is 3-1-0 because he's stolen too. Uh... Kyle, your word is paraffin. It is used in candles. A kind of wax. Paraffin. I'll steal. Paraffin. 
language of language of origin. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, par- I, I ah, know. that would be Elvish. P A R paraffin. Ah, this is hard. P A R O? No, <laughs> no. P A R A P H E N. I don't know. That's that's got to be wrong. P A R A F I N. Both of you are wrong. Fuck. I want to steal. Joe's gonna. Uh, Joe, just steal. P A R A P H I G N. Paraffin. Uh, no, none of you guys got it right. Fuck. It is P A R A F F I N. Paraffin wax. Well, the That's good part ridiculous. about getting everyone wrong. You gave me a word with double F. <laughs> <laughs> I bet no one out there thinks I'm cheating. <laughs> so I no, got that. It, why would they? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now uh, it goes to Woody now. All right. Here's my chance. Um, easy, easy, Woody, easy. your word is limousine. Ooh. I rode to a with the limousine. I want to steal if he gets it wrong. Uh, I'm going prom. to, too. Why do I think I'm going to get this wrong? So it's L I M O Z I N E. That's not even close. <laughs> not even a little. Limousine? What the fuck am I missing? L I M O U S I N E. God damn it! Ding, 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 ding. All right, point for Joe. Fuck. There are no Z's in the word limousine. Not a one. Not a single Z. As a child, they asked me what my worst subject was, and I wrote down spilling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, now getting into some tougher ones. Who is up right now? Really? Now? Kyle? I'm fucking me over left and right. (laughs) I think it's Joe. He just stole from me, right? Yeah, yeah so it is Joe then, right? Yeah. Okay, so then we'll start off a little harder. Uh, your word, Joe, is diphtheria. Uh, I got diphtheria when I licked a dirty tile at a restaurant. I want to steal if he doesn't get it. Uh, uh, can you give it to me in a legit uh, sentence? Not just when you pull out your ass. <laughs> yeah. right, you guys proper are sounding context. like robots, but you want nah. you want diphtheria used in a sentence? Yes, in proper context. I'm here. I heard a yes. Yes. Here, I'll do it for you. I'm not a robot. Diphtheria is an acute infection caused by the bacteria Corneobacterium diphtheria. I won't uh, join in since I obviously just cheated. D-Y-P-T-H-E-R-I-A. God damn it! Uh, Can you spell it again a little slower? D-Y-P-T-H-E-R-I-A. Diphtheria. No. No. Oh. That is incorrect. Is it D-Y-P-T-T-H-E-R-I-A? It's got to be D-I-P. Even more incorrect. I thought it was D-Y-P. With it in front of me, I feel like I could have stolen it, but obviously it's right in front of me. So. How do you spell it? D-I-P-H-T... Wait, D-I-P-T-H-E-R-I-A. I wasn't sure if it was D-I or, T- or D-Y. I thought it was D-Y as well. 
Yeah. And so when you got it wrong, I couldn't figure it out. Damn it. Now Sad. it's Kyle's turn, right? And what is it? Three one. What's the count? It's like three one zero or something. It sounds right. Yeah. I've been getting shat on the whole time by these ridiculous words. <laughs> it's your turn now. Your advantage. He gave him hippopotamus. I can't spell hippopotamus either. Give me Mississippi. Did we lose Marka? Attention builds. No, Can you no. guys hear me? Yeah. We hear you. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, thank God. All right. Well, I didn't hear if anybody spelled diphtheria right, so I'll just move on to the next one. Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody did. Nobody did. It's because that H, that first H, it's a bitch. All right. So uh, next person, your word is ecstasy. I took a lot of ecstasy and then experimented with bisexual relations. I want to steal it if you fucked it up. I think I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> I, I don't think it's it. ecstasy. It's ecstasy. Could you pronounce the word again? Ecstasy. <laughs> I was in ecstasy e after I took some ecstasy. E-X-T-A-C-Y? Not, no. It's oh, no, not it's that. not. It's E-X-S... Yeah, that's terrible. Alright, so you said E X T A S C Y? That's what that yeah, was your guess, I, Kyle? Well, I'd love to take another. <laughs> <laughs> well, Woody, what do you got? E X T A C Y. Nope, incorrect. That's what I just said. Joe? And you said S Y. I don't think it's an X. Isn't it yeah. E C? Well, that's even worse. T A S Y? Uh, that is incorrect as well, but you have the right idea. That's everyone. I meant to say what. Are Joe we given another anyway. chance? So it is E C S T A S Y. That's, that's, so that's how I said it. No, you didn't. The... I didn't get you in yeah. the second C. The, the first, the second letter is a C. I didn't hear you say that. Yes, the second letter is a C. E C S T A S Y. So Joe had it except for the first S. K S Y. Oh, okay. We'll we'll rewatch the tape. <laughs> All right. Who doesn't have any points yet? I'll throw you an easy one. Me, it's Kyle. My are you turn. struggling? Oh, it's Woody. <laughs> it's my turn, and oh. I have no points. All right, uh, Woody. Your word is geisha or geisha, uh, a Japanese woman who will have sex with you with silly makeup on. I want to steal it. Fuck! This is easy to you. A geisha, I think, is how it's pronounced. And fuck. I, I, I don't know. G E S H I A? Nope. Missing some key. We're missing a vowel. Joe, you want to take a whack at it? <laughs> uh, Geisha. G E I S H A. Boom! All those shots to the head. Do not keep you from spelling a Japanese prostitute. That's a point for Joe. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that was that was good. So now it goes to, or I guess now it goes to Joe because he Back stole from Woody. Yep. Jesus. Joe this is a is really good speller. Good. This is good for my confidence. <laughs> Glad I could help. Let's do eighties uh -huh. movies again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> let's, get, let's go to Arnold Schwarzenegger films. <laughs> Jean-Claude, damn. All right, we got to give Joe a difficult one because mm. he's doing so well. 
Uh, hyacinth. It's a member of the lily family, a type of flower. Hyacinth. I'll steal if he fails. You will. Hyacinth? Is that what it is? Hyacinth. H-E-I-A-S-Y-N-T-H. Hyacinth. Ooh, just go six letters back, and that's where you started messing up. So... H-Y-A-S-I-N-T-H-E. Hyacinth? Very close. Very close, Kyle. I won't waste your time. <laughs> H-Y-E-S-I-N-T-H-E? the fuck? No, it's H-Y-A-C-I-N-T-H. So oh. you change the C to an S and then put an E on there. Yeah, that's a tough one. That was very close, though. Yeah. Uh... Well, I think that we have about drilled this into the ground. Do we have another, uh, another thing, another topic we want to move to? I guess so. <clears throat> I'll just stop the pain. So uh, four Orange County, Florida hunters were found drunk and passed out along with four dead deer in a bright yellow Mini Cooper over the weekend. I have the story right here. I'll link you guys so you can see some of the pictures and stuff. Please. What is it with Florida oh. men? <laughs> well, Florida is uh, sort of a scumbag repository, if you will. Um, Alicia Diggs told Fox 19 that she heard just two loud booms around 3 a.m. and called the police. When authorities arrived, they found four adult males and four dead deer squeezed into the tiny car. Quote, I would have personally probably picked a truck rather than a two-door Mini Cooper with four guys in it, Diggs added. That is crazy, said neighbor John Block. My first thought was it must have been a, st a stretch Mini Cooper because there's no way it's, it was just a Mini Cooper, but it was not. However, a stretch Mini Cooper, but a... This is terribly written. That, like, <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's difficult to even read. It was not, however, a stretch Mini Cooper, but a normal-sized one that four drunken men had piled into during their out-of-season illegal deer hunt. Is this okay? You mind me reading? Go right ahead. Two of the men were arrested while, one, while police did not release... The, oh, I'm sorry, it is hard. Two of the men were arrested while police did not release the charges on which they were being held. They did say that marijuana was found in the vehicle. The car apparently stalled while the driver successfully attempted to run down, then run over a fleeing buck. The men claimed <laughs> that they had been drinking the previous evening, evening and then decided to embark on the illegal deer hunt. Um, wow. So, four men and how many? And four, four dead deer four squeezed deer. into a... That's not possible. Yeah. No way. It's like That's a clown awesome. car thing going on here. <laughs> they must have been. How little were these deer? They showed know. like bloody shotgun shells and stuff in the uh, in the uh, in the little video that was attached. That's pretty great. They're in a lot of trouble. Oh. They'll lose. They'll lose the Mini Cooper because of that. Like the 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 oh, game. Oh God! Uh, not the Mini. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but that. <laughs> I'll take all not the, the Mini Cooper. Oh, four adult men and four deer. But how did they get stumbled? Like, who stumbled upon them and had to turn them in? Like, were they just sitting them. there in a parking lot? Like, what have we done? Or were they passed out? They were all well, passed out in there? Well, they what? shot the deer. Yes, but they were all four passed out at the same time in this Mini Cooper. I, get, I think 
with car in the gas or something. Do, do they announce what killed him? Because I, I see that it's a ridiculous situation, but I don't see how being ridiculous and stuffing a car is deadly for everyone. Oh, they they shot the deer. Well, okay, I get why the deer died. They shot and ran well, over. It's deadly for the, the deer. deer. Yes. But why did the people die? Did they all take a nap in there with oh, the dead deer? They didn't die. They were no. The people aren't sleeping dead. there. They were passed out. Oh, I see. So the people were just sleeping in there with yeah, a bunch of dead they deer. They were passed out drunk. And they were found, and that's that. Yeah, they found. How drunk do you have to be to be in the back of a Mini Cooper near three dead animals Four. and think? I'll just sleep. Or four dead animals, I'm sorry. Four dead deer, not squirrels. Like, you just sit there, wake up from your drunken stupor, see a dead deer face looking you right in the maw, <laughs> and just say, oh, I'll just keep sleeping. Yeah, I may as well sleep in. Like, this That's is awesome. Florida's, Florida's a really scary Florida fucks. There's a lot of reasons, I think, that contribute to Florida being such a sketchy place. It, it seems like a lot of groups kind of go there, and I don't know, it's kind of like the try-again state, and there's a lot of... Especially if you stay it's, around the coast, it seems like it's not as bad. But when you get into like central and northern Florida, especially like eh, there's some there's some rough people there. It's like it's really just a deadly, yeah, a deadly amalgamation of old people and convicts makes for a very that, dangerous road environment. Did you know that Bruce Jenner's becoming a woman? Yeah, yeah, he's Again. been making a transition <laughs> for, for a while. It's uh, it's really horrifying to watch. You really like if you're gonna make it. <laughs> You gotta wait until the testosterone makes your hands look like this, okay? Like you don't wait until you're 65 years old until you decide that you're gonna be a lady with with little delicate hands. It's over, Bruce. Like you're never gonna. He looks rough. I've seen a lot of. I've seen him in the tabloids, like you know, on the shelves at grocery stores. Do you guys want to look at pictures together? Of course. I absolutely do. All right. Of course. So this this starts at picture two, which I think is the first one. Oh. All right, so there's Bruce. We're keeping up with his transformation here, because you know this is pressing news. We got to cover so this. So he is now a male to female transsexual. Yes, yes, I think. So let's click right there on the arrow to picture three. There he is, checking himself out in the mirror. I think he's wearing lipstick, but I'm not sure. Picture four. That. That is somewhere in between a guy and a girl, right there. Yeah. Yeah, straight, definitely got long, flowing, straightened hair. Mm -hmm. Good God, with that forehead, he goonies <laughs> grew his hair up. 65-year-old. Picture five? Wow, oh, look man. at that. Getting there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think she's a woman in this picture. That I mean, I wouldn't picture him as a decathlete gold medal winner. Uh, if you go to... Picture six? We got, we got picture six, the fingernails. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the cigarette is that a Virginia Slim? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> looks like a Marlboro, uh, looks like a Marlboro Light 100. I'm guessing though. I he celebrated know. his 65th birthday by getting a red manicure. And there you go. Picture seven. Those are boobs, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so I get how Bruce Jenner looks. Who is you that know. next to her? Yeah, but what is going on next to Bruce Jenner? They are, uh, they're at a plastic surgeon's He looks office. like the guy that would motivate her to dance in a movie when she didn't think she was attractive enough, where he'd be like, you gotta get out there, you gotta put yourself on the line, you'll never know till you try, and then has to get her to try to be a, you know, we're a dancer. You know? I really feel like Bruce Jenner's going under some pretty extreme like emotional distress as I look at these pictures. If you go to eight, you can see what, it, what he looks like without his Adam's apple. 
Mm. They do that. Uh, that the picture where he was standing next to that ghoulish-looking man—that was outside his plastic surgeon, uh, surgeon's office. Oh, Here's so he had his Adam's apple shaved yeah. down or something? Yeah, he's got breast implants too. Like he, he's he's undergoing a transformation. If you go to nine, you can see his hair is even longer. I always thought this was a joke about Bruce Jenner being like transferring a woman. I didn't think it was legit. If you go to... It seems pretty legit. Yeah. It, oh, it totally is. If you go to 10, you can see what he used to look like. Very good-looking, handsome dude. 1985. Gold medalist. Go to 11, it's, it's him wearing... I don't know, dressed like a cheerleader, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> it was the 80s, let's not judge. It's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> there he is as an Olympian at 12. Playing. <sighs> I thought there was going to be more of the transformation. Oh, well. Yeah, I always thought this was a joke too. I had no idea he was. It, it started uh, it, like I thought we were gonna look at these pictures and just sort of giggle at the change, but I feel like the emotional distress was coming through those pics. Like it's not a joke. Seems pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah, like they, yeah. No, I wish him the best. Like if you feel like you're in a different body, go for it. Right. Like, I just do what you want to do. It's just I did not realize it was that drastic. Like he. Looks like he's really becoming a woman, especially looking at this black and white picture where he's looking around with his eyebrows furrowed, holding the tennis racket. Like that's that's a masculine-looking face right there, transformed into this. It's surprising. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna that's not gonna end well. I don't think he's gonna end up. He's too old to start. He's too old. It's it's just not gonna end well. The finished product of that cannot be. Is Joe in trouble? Transform into a woman? I don't know why you'd want to transform into a woman at, like, the worst part of the life cycle for women. Like, like you should have got on that right in the beginning. Yeah, when he was an Olympian, <laughs> yeah. I bet he had, like, a big booty and everything. Like, he probably could have made that trans transition well once they fixed his super manly-like face. Like, I feel like he, he was Yeah, exactly. He could have done that with spades. Yeah, but but now that he's 65, like... He's a rough-looking guy. Like, he's not going to be a good-looking 65-year-old woman. Like, there's yeah, only three... he's good-looking at 65 anyway. There's, like, three. Like, like yeah, good right, in Nobody. the world. Yeah, uh, just let it go. Half the 65-year-old women look like men anyway. Start growing mm. beards, mustaches. Oh, yeah, that, that lady at Walmart. Uh, you, you start to notice <laughs> when you look at them in the sunlight and you see those extraordinarily long, white, fuzzy hairs coming off the neck. Mm. Very unappealing. That's one of the things I like about the uh, Game of Thrones audiobooks is that you get to find out that Stannis Baratheon's wife, his real wife, has a mustache. I got a new topic. It's right. a mustache? I want to talk ugly. about Joey, Joe's son who beat cancer. What's Let's talk about it. How's he doing now? What's new? Uh, he's really good right now. He's uh, he's actually teething right now. So that's what Katie came down about. He's like miserable right now. But normal baby stuff is not a big deal. Now, his hearing, did you tell me it was mild loss in one ear and moderate in the other? Um, so that's what that's what they, they te he tested at for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we actually go for We have another hearing test tomorrow to find out. Because we're not sure. It's either he has shitty hearing aids or... Mm -hmm his hearing loss is a little different than what they're programmed for. So we're not quite sure. Um, How do they test a, a baby's hearing that doesn't talk yet? Um, very poorly. So basically they, they put some earphones in his ears, 
and they attach it's something to his head. They're going to sedate him. Is it a headset him. like you're wearing? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, it'll go like inside the ears, though. Okay. It'll go inside his ears. And uh, and then they attach some type of sensor to his head, and it can detect brain activity. So, like, they sedate him, they put him to sleep. Oh. And and when he when his ears sense something, there should be some kind of brain activity, and they'll 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 sense it, and they'll be like, okay, he could hear that tone or that pitch or whatever. Collins had that, and uh, I mean, I don't know how good it is, but the doctor seemed really confident that that it works. They they seem pretty confident for us about it too, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like it's they're they're saying his hearing's not that bad, but he's not really responding that well. So it could be that he has like just has like shitty hearing aids, maybe, mm-hmm. but. Um, but they told us not to buy hearing aids for his first set, just because there's a Massachusetts does some kind of some kind of loaner program where you pay like something like eight hundred dollars for the first year, and you get hearing aids for the first year that are um, supposed to be pretty good, but not the best ones. So it's coming up pretty in the next like month or two, we'll have to actually buy him hearing aids. And then, and then what? You'll be buying new hearing aids every two years or something? Uh, like? every well, it depends on how, how how I'm not sure exactly how long they last. I know insurance covers like it's like eight thousand dollars or two thousand dollars per year, like every four years or something like that. So I think we get eight thousand dollars each time, some something. So I don't know, but I'll make sure we end up getting him really good hearing aids, even if they go out of pocket for for you know. I'll make sure he gets good hearing aids. It's just right. that usually for especially little kids, you get good hearing aids, It's the, the quality of them it just makes them be smaller. And we don't want him to have small hearing aids because he'll swallow them. Ah, that makes sense. Say so that last I mean? part again. You don't want him we, to have... We don't want him to have really small hearing aids right now because he'll swallow them. Oh, you know, oh okay. You know I mean? The so more expensive was, ones are yeah. smaller. Because you know, a lot of times, like, if, 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 if one of us need hearing aids, we get, like, really small ones that you wouldn't even be able to see. Like, mm-hmm. they would be, like, you know, they wouldn't even go on the back of the ear. They would be 100% inside your ear. But, uh... For him, that would be really, really bad because he'll swallow. We've already been in the hospital once because we thought he swallowed a battery. Oh wow! <laughs> For people that don't know, so so, how old's your baby? Uh just turned a. Uh, he's like thirteen months. Turned a year. Couple All right, months ago. So his baby just okay. over a year old. When the baby was, I'll make this up, like three, five days old, they found out he had cancer. Does that sound about yep. right? Yep, five days. Five days, and um, and then he beat cancer. But as a result of the chemo, the only like lingering thing is that he has hearing loss, described as mild to moderate. And yep. moderate sounds like no big deal, but it actually is. It's a right? big moderate. deal. It's really bad. Yeah, moderate hearing loss uh, is is close to no hearing. Am I right? Um, pretty much. I mean, like profound is like like it would be really really tough. If you had moderate hearing loss, like you couldn't like really function as a person. You would feel pretty lost. And okay. and they're saying moderate in one ear and mild in the other. Yep, and, but with hearing aids, he should uh, improve one level in each. So his mild will go to normal, and his moderate will go to mild. And mild is really not that big of a deal. It's the moderate is like really, really bad. Okay. And it basically comes down to uh, he hears, but it comes down to the frequency. It's like certain sounds he doesn't hear. So it's like uh, S sounds are really high pitch, and and that's where he has a lot of trouble. So like, uh, instead of hearing something, if someone said their name is Steve, he would hear it as oh, my name is Steve. Like he would not hear the S at all, or instead of stop, it would be top. Hmm. So, but he still hears other. But stuff. after after a little while, you said so that'll get better, as the moderate becomes mild and the mild becomes normal. Well, no, with with hearing aids, with hearing aids, that'll get better. I mean, he, his hearing will never get better, but he will he'll be able to hear at like a higher level, as as with his hearing aids. 
So his hearing will oh, have to okay. get better, but with, with the, the hearing aid should bump him up a level in each. Gotcha. When's, uh, you got plans for baby number two? Um, not, so originally I wanted, like, an army. And now <laughs> I've got, like, one, like, really, really attentive baby. So I don't know. So we might do another one, but we're going to hold off for at least a little bit right now. What do you mean attentive? You mean he's, he's a high effort baby? Uh, yeah. I mean, just, he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna be a special needs kid. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna have hearing issues, if nothing else. He's always gonna have lots of doctor's appointments, come to the Jimmy Fund, or, mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? So he's definitely gonna, you know, he's, you would like to, you know, hope for, like, you know, this, this super happy, completely healthy baby, but he's gonna, he's gonna take a little extra attention, so. Yeah, we were in the same boat. We, uh, we were gonna have a kid after Colin, and then two things happened. One, he turned out to be a boy, so when we had the matching set, I didn't feel as obligated to keep going. Yep. And two, he turned out to be a special needs kid. <laughs> the matching set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, it's like, all right, we got both. Now, you know, all the others are just bonus. And uh, and then he turned out to be a special needs kid. And we were like, ah, oh, maybe we should just stop here and not divide yep. our attention further. Yep. You know, so th th that's kind of how we feel. Like if, and I, I would think that, you know, if you had Colin first, you might not have gone for a second one. Uh, right? Yeah, if, who if knows? You know what I mean? It's just, it's tough, you know, just because, I mean, it is going to take extra, you just got to be realistic. It is going to be extra effort. It is going to be, you know, going to take a little more attention, so. Yeah, and not that you get this choice, but sometimes, like, in some ways, anyway, Hope even helps, like, she, because she's four years older, she's an available babysitter, um, you know, it, if I, if, if, for example, we were the only three people home, then, you know, she'd be able to watch Colin and keep him away while I'm busy and stuff like that, uh, but it's not as if you can insert another one in front of Joey. Yeah. You know, so, and we, we might still, I mean, because we have this, like, whole thing of, like, oh, you don't want him to be alone, you want him to have siblings, and my whole thing is, like, you can pick your friends, you can't pick your your, your family. <laughs> he's, he's a sibling he doesn't like. So, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. You see, it's, it's funny, because, uh, <sighs> see, some kids are just hardwired to get along. My kids get along. And I like to think that it's because of outstanding leadership, and, like, oh, just be awesome, and it'll, everything will yeah, be yeah. great. Yep. But um, I, it might just be that I got lucky and, you know, the kids get along. So better be lucky than good sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I had a topic. This will work while Kyle's going. I don't know how much you can talk about it, but have you have you seen? Of course you've seen. There was a fourth Clax action lawsuit filed against the UFC today. Yep. I, 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 I did hear about it. Um, uh, you're talking about the, the Rudiger and Danzig one, right? That's right, yeah, Danzig and Rudiger. Both guys you fought, by the way. Yep. Yeah, both guys you beat, by the way. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really guys. know exactly what's going on. It's kind of, like, so they're, like, they, they at one point they were, like, really good friends. So I don't know, I, I know they weren't very good friends, like, as time went on, but at one point, like, they lived together. and Those two, and, yeah, they're in a class action suit against the UFC for low pay. I think that's yeah. what the deal is, yeah. Yeah. Gabe doesn't have a, uh, anything to stand on because he did very poorly. He he went on the show. He did not do very well, like everything about that. So there's a lot of things like that hurting Gabe. Um, the thing that's hurting Danzig on this is the fact that, you know, he very recently, back like a couple months ago, was talking, was basically arguing uh, against Cody McKenzie. Cody McKenzie fought in the UFC, did terrible, did not do very well. His record was like, I don't know, I want to say like maybe like three and six or something like that. He was also like super unprofessional, right? Like he'd show super up in basketball shorts and like yeah. he just, he didn't devote all his effort to it. Yeah. And, and he wanted, he wanted to be paid better and all sorts of stuff. And who doesn't want to get paid better for whatever job they do, 
right? Everyone always wants to get better. If you can get paid twenty dollars for this or two hundred dollars for this, you're, you're never going to say, "Oh, just give me two twenty dollars instead of the two hundred. So, mm-hmm. I understand wanting more money, but um, but so Danzig went out of his uh, kind of went about it, you know, arguing with Cody McKenzie, you know, telling him I don't think he called him an idiot, but was basically arguing with him, and you know, was like, you know, I. I I agreed to fight and do this this task for this amount of money, and I was happy with it. And I'm a man, and I, you know I I don't complain about stuff after the fact. And now he's in mm. this lawsuit, so I I don't quite know exactly the specifics. Um, I'm I'm thinking that there's going to be something more to it than what Mac is saying. I don't know, mm. you know, I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. Um, you know, Mac who, you know, you know went out of his way to not have sponsors and not for sale and all this other stuff like. <laughs> When I fought him, he, you know, he first he didn't have any sponsors on his shorts at all. Can and I interrupt? Because yep. I heard him in an interview about that, and he had not for sale on his shorts, and a lot of fans thought that was the coolest thing in the world. But then in an interview, what he said was, he's like, well, we got some sponsors, but the prices were so low that I didn't yep. want to be selling spots on my shorts for, I'm making up numbers here, but, you know, 25 bucks. So he just put not for sale. But what he really meant was... For sale, yeah. For yeah, for the right price is what he yep. meant to write on there. So, yeah, and, and 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 I understand that, you know. What I mean? Like I have, so there's a couple ways you could look at sponsors, right? And, and sponsors in the UFC are kind of going away pretty soon for what's actually going on inside the cage. But uh, in the near future, uh, the the UFC came to a deal with Reebok, so we're all going to be wearing Reebok shorts, Reebok clothes, Reebok everything. So the sponsors for anything fight related, which is going to be Fight week stuff for like anything UFC produced, uh, whether it's countdown shows, weigh-ins, fight, media days, anything like that is all going to, you have to wear Reebok. You can't wear anything else. I have a question about that. So okay. for the average fighter, <clears throat> yep. I think that's a good thing. But you seem like the kind of guy, I don't know who, who your management is, but whoever is like do it, working behind the scenes, it seems like they're working their butts off and getting a lot of stuff done for you. It's got to. Are you worried about there being less money with like a flat rate? Joe's got like 129 different brands on his shorts yeah. when he goes out there to fight. I, I have a. So uh, I'm represented by this company called uh, KO Reps, uh, Knockout, uh, Knockout Representation. So uh, my, my manager's. Uh, my guy that does my sponsors is Arn Hodak. And he does, a, he does a good job for me. Um, he does a good job. He basically deals with sponsors. He's the one that makes sure that they pay, he's the one that, that determines value of what things are worth. And he's the one that can go and say to them, oh, Joe deserves more, as opposed to me saying, oh, I want more or I deserve more. It, it, it's kind of tough with sponsorships to go and try and toot your own horn and be like, oh, well, this is what I do, and I'm awesome, so you should give me more. Um, so uh, guys like Oren are probably going to be gone away, a, a lot of them. You know, They're going to kind of go away. It's going to well, change things up a little bit. Um, so I guess that's just the future of the sport, though. Yeah, I guess there's nothing you know, so we're all supposed to wear... Um, Reebok stuff. So we can still have sponsors for outside the cage. We mm-hmm. just can't have sponsors for inside the cage or for any of the UFC. Yeah, there's there's nothing that's saying that you couldn't be in some like uh, you know some some commercial as long as I guess it wasn't competing. But that's that. I, I wonder if that's going to be part of it. What if you were? What if Nike wanted uh, you know a UFC fighter in their commercial? Yep. So that, that's completely fine. We can still do whatever we want for that stuff. But Nike's probably not going to want. Um, you know, like a, an athlete like that, when you're going to be in Reebok for your fights. However, you have a lot of say. Buick might be totally fine with you pitching their cars on a 30 second ad. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that stuff's okay. So I do like uh, I do all my video blog stuff. So we can still have sponsors for all the video blogs. So that doesn't really change anything. And it's not that I can't wear other stuff. It's just for any official UFC stuff. 
I have to wear Reebok, and I can't mm-hmm. have any other sponsors. Speaking of sponsors, uh, we're giving away a lovely SOG knife this episode. All you have to do is leave a comment down below. Let me know you want the knife. We're going to pick one of the comments that says, you know, just say something like, I want the knife. And, that's and good click enough. on like. And click on like. Hook I'll a brother have. up for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, this, is, uh, this is one of SOG's knives. Uh, I like that. Show me the handle. What is it's not just a black metal handle. What do we got? No, it's there? a rubber handle. So it's got like a rubber handle. Uh, I think the, the the really cool thing, if you look closely there, is it's got three LEDs. So mm. you've got a knife with a light on it. So this would be a it's got a you know it's got a sheath and everything. Um, I like Sog knives. They send me a lot of this stuff to give away and stuff like that. This is from their hunting line of knives. So yeah. Before the show, Taylor had his own idea. Taylor, do you want to repeat that? I am entering to win that. Taylor that looks pretty sweet. All he has to do is post a comment down below, and I may, in fact, pick Taylor to win the knife. I have two knives. What I'm probably going to do is just send Taylor the other knife that has a gray handle. And, yes! Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll just do that. But this is... I'm trying, I want to read the specifics. It's a fixed blade, uh, 3.8 inches, uh, 8.5 inches overall length. The blade steel is... Uh, it's too much to explain. Leather if you're sheet. watching this, this knife might be airplane legal, so give it a go. Oh, and lifetime warranty as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So be sure to Very post nice. a video blog of you carrying it through airport security. We want to see. 30 lumens. 30 lumens of light for one and a half hours. So that's pretty good. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Saw a giveaway. Yeah. I'm, gonna give a, I'm doing my body armor giveaway on Facebook. Uh, that is very week. neat. That's going to be hilarious. I bet there's going to be a lot of people up, up in arms, if you will, about me giving away body armor. But I don't see the, I don't see anything controversial about that. It's, it's not, yeah. I'm not giving. I'm going to give away like one full set of armor. Like you're going to get like a vest with the plates and everything. Like you're going to be ready for, you know, to get shot at, I suppose. Uh huh. But I've also got I've got a ton of shit I'm giving away on Facebook this week. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I this got, is like, the three, MPS Russia account. Yes, I've got um. I don't know. I got like three backpacks and like one of those hi- the hydration packs. They're like two or three hundred dollar backpacks. For, so we're giving away probably a grand, two grand. When's worth the of next stuff. video? Do you have anything already shot, or you need to shoot more? I need to shoot more. We're filming um, next week and the week after. We're we're doing the the tank thing and uh, oh, you the, got the uh, the, the tank jackal. thing is all make. Uh. Did you did, did you hear us talking about like the jackal idea earlier? I don't think so. So there's a movie called The Jackal where um, Bruce Willis is an assassin, and um, I don't remember who's trying to stop him. But anyway, he's got this 50 caliber sniper rifle that's mounted to like a gimbal that controls it, and he's somewhere else, like controlling it and making it aim at the guy that he wants to kill. And I'm going to be using a thing just like that. So basically, you've got a remote control. It's got a screen on it you can look at, and the screen is looking through the scope of the rifle. And the mm. rifle can be anywhere you want it to be on this gimbal, and you can... Uh, they, they, they were demoing it on a speedboat. So it seems like, like the camera should be pointing through the scope, not the screen. Is. Okay. The camera points through the screen, and, and you, you, you see that readout on, on a screen that's on the controller. I feel, I, so the camera goes through the scope, the controller has a screen on it. I follow now. Yeah. yeah, so you can be sitting somewhere else, basically playing a video game, and and you know you've got like crosshairs and a and a and a like a TV screen of of everything out there, and you just put the crosshairs on what you want to shoot, and press the red button, and it fucking shoots it. So. Well, this sounds and, delightful. What kinds of things will you be shooting? 
I'm not sure yet. I know he's got he's got a whole like course set up where you can ride a speedboat by and shoot steel targets. But um, I think I'll get some. I'm not sure what we're gonna do yet. It depends what kind of weapon systems we can mount on that thing. Uh, so we're doing that. But I've also got some stuff to film here. I've got. Uh, I'm gonna do like a, a specialty shotgun ammo video, and I'm I'm I've pretty much got my uh, bowling ball mortar ready to shoot those giant uh, cans of fire. That sounds I'm, cool. I'm, I'm making tomorrow is gonna be napalm day. I'm gonna try to make my own napalm. All right, uh, Kyle. Without walking through any doorways, how many weapons can you grab? Melee weapons count. Oh, that's not even fair. I mean, there's like, it's like, it's like, how far do you really have to go? <laughs> All right, so, so first thing is going to be like a crazy knife fight, I guess. Like, it has to be, but there's like a 15-pound dumbbell that always sits right there. I was looking for actual weapons, but... Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a 357 Magnum Kunan. Uh, there's so three. a... There's a Benelli M2. There's a Remington 870 with a side saddle. There's a Benelli Montefeltro. Those are all 12 gauge shotguns. There's um, a 1911 45 ACP. I think there's an HK 45 right there. I see some AK 47 magazines and like the lowers to a couple of AR 15s, but I think I took a lot of that stuff back over to the shop. I literally took three guns out of here like today. Joe um, Lozon, without walking through any doorways, how many melee weapons can you grab? Uh, I have a few axes, a couple swords, a couple knives. Let's see them. Uh, hold on. <laughs> oh, and if I go through that door over there, there's like eight more. And if I go through this door right over here, there's like 12 more. And if I go upstairs, yeah, that's where I'm... That's really why I did the doorway thing. <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff in here, though. It's, it's, uh, it's usually a little more messy than it is. So I want to see what... Look at that. He's stacking them on the couch. I love that he's got all these like zombie weapons hidden around his yeah. house. Yeah. He's ready for for some sort of a uh, home invasion of the undead. He's still grabbing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, it's a sharp screwdriver." I'm going to need myself some PhD flopper and a drink. So, Taylor, <laughs> what Joe is doing right now is he's getting all of the weapons that are in the room with him right now. <laughs> I want to see all what he came up with. All right, I'm back. Let's do what you got. So I have... Tomahawk. Yep. yep. That's pretty cool. I like zombie, it. Uh, zombie apocalypse. In case you go mountain climbing. Yeah, I think that's the zombie. Uh, zombie, yeah, zombies. Look at that. Clearly for cleaving oh, the Oh, I always forget how into dead. the zombie thing <laughs> Joe is. Oh, yeah. As if he would need a weapon. Or actually, you probably would need a weapon. Don't want to get anything on you. That's uh, a pretty nice wow, sword. Wow, look at that. It's one from Gladiator. Oh, what's oh, the name for that gladiator type of sword? sword? It's like a Gladius or something? I don't yeah, know. It's yeah, that's gladiator. it. Yep. Something. Can you that imagine? Face... Okay, so you face off with guys in the ring. But can you yeah. imagine facing off with another man and you've got one of those in your hand and, and, a, and a shield? Like, pretty, like how, awesome. much, how much more amplified <laughs> would it awesome. be? Pretty awesome. Dude, it would be horrible. A little more adrenaline. Okay, so, so here... Just yeah, so but everyone's picture that, and it wouldn't. The way the Romans actually fought, the way the gladiators actually fought, was they didn't always get hacked to pieces, depending on which age you were in and who the emperor was. But the the, the normal concept was that off that you were like professional athletes of the day, and you know they kept you know you had a ranking and there were scores. There was a win loss category, and 
that insinuates that you could lose more than once because usually you would, you know, you would surrender before the other guy killed you. You might get cut, but you wouldn't die left and right. The real slaughtering of the gladiators uh, in, in the gladiatorial games was of like slaves and, and like captured soldiers and Christians and stuff like that. So knowing that going in, Christians, would you be a gladiator knowing that, you know, death isn't something that happens a lot, but it could happen. Oh yeah, you, 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 you do it. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be For awesome. Sure. I, I feel like he that would be the so ultimate. much Roman pussy. <laughs> so much. <laughs> they did. That's the way. That was another thing. So these were the Roman gladiators were like the first professional athletes, and and one of the things that that they would do is like women would pay to like bed these the first professional athletes basically. But they wow. you know they were they were also gigolos. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then I have this one. Like a good ooh. lord. That's much more anime. That looks like, like you could... It's basically a machete, but it's got a longer handle on it. Oh. 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 This, that would, this that would probably would, be the zombie weapon of That's choice. something you might <clears throat> you might see on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll.com uh, yeah. slash PKA, link in the description. Maybe. Maybe. That, <laughs> Just is, it, is it heavy? It looks like that base like handle part would be like pretty stout. Uh, it's, it's pretty... It's, it's pretty balanced. Yeah. I like that. I feel like you would want to get like a wide grip of that. Two-handed katana machete. Um, so was it? Are these gifts, or did you buy these? Um, combination. I got I got like a couple of them for Christmas a couple years ago. I think I bought like one or two. When you have that many swords, you have to answer that at least a couple of them are gifts. Otherwise, you just look like a lunatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You> just <laughs> has all of these swords. They weren't expensive either. They were like you know, thirty bucks or something. Um, then I have it's like a katana, but it's all it's like carbonite or carbon something fiber. I don't know. Oh, that's just for training. Yeah. So I, I got two of these. We put on hockey gloves and me and Andy beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking sh- the, the tip is sharp, though. Like, you would get <laughs> fucked up, but it hurts just enough. But you put on hockey gloves, it's a good time. Ooh. I got what? these for bringing them to the gym. What, th- there's, a, there's like a martial art that's... Kendo. That's Thank you. Yeah, kendo. We used uh-huh. to have a kendo stick at the gym and we hit each other with it, but... These are better. That's the one that looks like the folded up kind of bamboo, like the circular yes. blade, right? Yep. Where you just kind of beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, you need the suit as well. Or, <clears throat> yeah. I've always thought it, that that would be really fun to do, but only with the, the equipment. You know, you can't go in the backyard with fucking sticks and have a good yeah. time. You at some point, you separate, separate the child care from the battle axes? Yeah, you know, so I, you can see Joey has his pen. Right. <laughs> he can't get out of there. <laughs> He will he soon. So the other stuff was like all like over in this area. You can't see. But it. he's a Lozon, right? He'll be yep. Spider-Maning out of that I, thing yeah, in no time. Yeah, well, I, I think, think it would be funny. A little bit better. I think it would be funny if he, if Joey had like a little like toy knife hidden up under the Spider-Man thing, like, <laughs> like he was ready to. He grabbed it. Uh, we were up in the living room today. I was watching. I was eating dinner, and he grabbed the knife right, right off the the, the coffee table. Trying to eat. <laughs> Dude, you can't play with that. No. Oh, yeah. Is he asleep now? So you just fight your uh, he's sleeping right now, and yeah. hockey well, Hopefully he stays sleeping. He's teething, so he's right, probably right. Probably wake when we get off with you guys, I'm gonna probably go wake him up. Go feed him a bottle and give him some Tylenol. Yeah, I I'd like to see this uh this sword fight that you and Andy have. Yeah, is, is I would Andy too. sleeping right now? <laughs> yeah, he's sleeping. Oh perfect. Well, Surprise. The best time to attack. <laughs> Surprise attack. <laughs> Uh, what's new with Andy? Has he fall? I know he won uh, last time I talked to you, but that was 
I don't think we've talked about Andy's fights in over a year. I don't. Yeah, Andy hasn't fought in a while. I, I forget what his last one was. I think he won his last one though. Um, that was probably. He's just, he, he keeps injuring himself. He keeps getting hurt. So he's a fight in a little while. He's fighting, I think, in a couple weeks, though. Mid February, end of February, end of February. End of February, supposedly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he won his last two fights in a row. Uh, yep. It looks like his pro record is four and one. Yep. And you got to give him something to say if he wins. Like uh, hook him up with a few lines, like talk trash. Do the whole, you know, give me the belt thing. He's so bothered by anything to do with fighting or promoting himself or selling tickets or doing anything that would make sense. So before we were talking about, like, if you could do a job for $20 or you could do it for $200, Andy would do it for 3 <laughs> whoa, whoa, lucky for him, I've got a spot on my staff yeah. for Yeah, right? The uh, problem is he's not very smart. Uh, he, you always say that, but is it really true? He's He yeah, seems he's a, reasonable intent. He's a Buffalo Bills fan. Oh, no, but I'm serious, right? He's not a dumb guy. Yeah, kind of. Dude, the best thing about Andy... So Andy has OCD, and that prevents him from having um, unfolded laundry in the house. <laughs> so, so he just folds everybody's stuff. Does he still do that? Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. That's hilarious. So if it's in the dryer, he can't just take it out and put it in a basket. He has to fold it as he takes it out. So yeah. instead of trying to help him with his uh, with his condition, you've just taken advantage of it and made him the laundry man. Uh, Wait, so he, it, no matter he, what, he, he has to fold the laundry that's in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When I was there, so that's, this oh. is a couple fights ago, but I like I was uh, I was at Joe's. I don't know how to say like I it was at Joe's training camp, but I certainly wasn't his training partner. And uh, but you know I was also working out and stuff, and and Andy would take all my sweaty clothes and wash them and fold them and put them in my room. Because he's awesome. It's good. That's a huge fan. That's a great skill to take. Yeah. There was a time when we were considering, like when Woody and I first heard about Andy and his existence and the the role that he had in Joe's life, we were like, hey, maybe we'll get him and like send him down to South Carolina to live with Wings. In Conway. Maybe we'll just, in Conway. Maybe we'll just move him right on in with Wings and Redemption. And Andy will be this like positive force that'll like whip wings into shape. And we were really discussing it. We were like adding up how much we need to pay him. Yeah, we, we negotiated to... costs with Joe and everything, right? We were gonna sublet this human. Yeah, we literally <laughs> took slave business with Joe. We were like, so that human you got over there. Yeah, that's, yeah the strong one. How much do you think for like three months? And we was like, well, hypothetically, you know, what if there were an underground railroad back to South Carolina? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we were gonna get Andy. We had it all worked out. I think Wings it, it, it never would have worked out. It never would have worked out. Yeah, Wings would have sabotaged the whole thing. It would never work. Andy would have done it. Andy, hundred percent would have done it. Now we there has been some discussion of doing another FPS boot camp where I would get uh, Doctor Chiz down here and run him through the paces for four weeks, and then at the culmination, the the final day, the final video there would be a battle in which Wings of Redemption would show up with his personal trainer, Drew, and we would have a competition between, <laughs> be Chiz, awesome. between Chiz and Wings. And yeah, that would be great. They should just have <laughs> like, nines or sprints or something. Yeah, exactly. Do stuff like that. Girls. But silly ones, of course. Like, like yeah. you know, we do Jer I'd get Jeremy over here, do some Jeremy pulls, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> How's your Kyle, new guy? I still like the idea of you having me come down there 
and do all the same things, and you try to get me to lose 100 pounds, and I've got that, like, bloated, starving, Somalian kid belly, and I'm just struggling <laughs> through all of it, just, like, shaking, and you're like, you're looking great, Taylor, down 60 pounds to 120. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Be like a concentration camp. <sighs> yeah. No, I think that would be really fun though, and uh, uh, I think I think Chiz would enjoy that too. And I really think having Chiz face off against Wings of Redemption would be hilarious. I think, I think they should face get... off over the course of three or four weeks, right? Like we'll just define well, a starting time. It, and well, then... it's hard to get Wings down here, you know, to film that sort of thing. Well, you could just weigh it, right? Like like progress up oh. until the point, right? So like, all right, starting weights. Wings hops on a scale. Chiz hops on a scale. And then over the next four weeks, see who mm. loses more weight. Nah, see, Wings would never agree to a weight loss competition. I didn't think that would be a good idea. I would think more of a... If you, if you, he would never agree to that, where like you'd go pound for pound against Chiz, because Chiz, Chiz would fucking lose the weight. Chiz would get serious about it, and he'd, he'd, he'd lose a lot of weight. If and they both think... got equally serious, Chiz would lose, because Wings is just heavier. Like he, if it's a pound for pound battle between Chiz Dude, and Wings, Wings Chiz is gonna was, win if he stays just as hardcore. When Chiz was trying to lose enough weight to do the zip lining with us, he went on this juice diet for like a couple of weeks and uh, maybe three weeks. He it, lost a ton of weight. Like, I really think it was fun. more. I, I think he lost like forty-five pounds in seven weeks or something crazy you, you like that. You keep it off and you put it back on. You put it back on, but now he's so, taking it off again. More. And a little think, bonus think, weight. I think the general like rule of thumb on. This, determining if someone's going to be successful at anything or not is if like if they take responsibility for it working or not working then they do a lot better if, if they blame outside factors then they'll never succeed they'll never you know they'll never get it done hmm. which i think has always been wings's biggest thing i think he always wants to you know be like oh this this is my problem and this is my problem this is my problem instead of being like look i'm going to be the one that has to do this i have to overcome you know if, until you change that mindset i, I feel like it's, it's really tough to to make progress on anything yeah, even the internalized stuff is like, you know, well, I have a problem that is food addiction, but, it, you know, not necessarily I have a problem with what I'm putting in my mouth. Like, it, I don't know, there's a, it's a variation. There. There's a disconnect between, you know, realizing the addiction and just acknowledging that it exists. And I, you can't constantly be outsourcing responsibility for your problems or just like Joe said, you'll never be successful. What, dude, what was it that Chiz is definitely afraid of? Spiders. Okay, so here's, uh, so here's what we have. Like, like one of the competitions is like it is like the face your fears competition, <laughs> and Chiz's part would be like he'd have to like hustle it through like a, a bear, like a, like a pipe or something with spiders in it. But mm. on Wings, I figure Wings' biggest enemy is like Coca Cola, so I've got these <laughs> grenade launchers that shoot cans of Coke, and I'm just imagining him 